And Andrew's a, na- a fellow Natty Winesman. Yeah, let me get my Natty Wine then. Hold on. I'm on this right now. He's a Natty. He's a Natty Smith. Natty Smith. Also, wait, Chuck. Did you almost work for Andrew? Well, I see it in the run of show, so we can talk about it. Okay. It, all, right. Yep. All, right, all, right, all right. Um, I asked if if Chuck could get um, hundred one hundred twenty seconds of thirst um, because we haven't we haven't we haven't hung in a while, and I want to I want to catch up with him. So. I know. He only, he only gets thirty. You, know, <laughs> you can, don't waste it on why didn't I get the self edge job. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll ask. No, that. we're gonna we're gonna get that right out of the way yeah. immediately. This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Throw gang, we are joined by the Don Dada of denim, the self edge lord, the John Moy Medici, the Fabrics Pharaoh, the Lord of Looms, headlighting the left and warp tours since 2008, a master millsman, the general of jeans, Milige of the Loop Wheel, the overlord of Orchard Street, the Sultan of Selvage, co owner of 316, <coughs> god damn it, and co owner <laughs> of Self Edge New York and LA, Andrew Chen. Andrew. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the only podcast matters nearly killing me with this intro. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that was a your clapping didn't pick up, time. but you were you were every applauding. <laughs> to be clear, Andrew was applauding yeah. what we do. Because we are that good. Yo, first of all, self edgelord, James. Listen, credit what <laughs> you do. I, I tip my cap to you, sir. Well played. Stop the Malige of the loom. You didn't like headlining the Weston Warp Tour since 08, no? Yeah, it's for it's okay. I mean, like, yo, don't fucking gloat, dude. Let me <laughs> That's, let, let me responsibly only, only, applaud you. Only real denim heads n- understand the reference. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm aware. It doesn't mean it. Just because it's it. a deep cut doesn't mean it's good. Andrew, welcome to the show, dude. Happy to have you, man. Thank you. I am very happy to be here. Long time coming. I feel like we've been kind of like <coughs> ships in the night for like 12 years or so now. Damn, that Yo, long? 12? Maybe like I've, eight? No, we've known each other for a while. We're going to talk um, about the moment that we met because that was like that was like kind of the big bang of the Throwing Fits universe in a way. Lawrence was conspicuously missing. He was still in like Charlotte. Yeah, I was going to say big bang for who, dude? We'll get to it. We'll get the to verified it. guy on Instagram or some other guy. <laughs> a lot of people were present at that moment, but we'll get to that um, uh, after we get yes. through Lawrence's whole thing. Sure, right, Andrew. We're going to do a fit <laughs> check first and foremost, where you are going to walk us through your outfit. You are going to paint a picture for the 18 million, I believe, listener yeah. at, at home. Uh, at least. Cur- currently locked the fuck in with the stealth edge lord himself. The question for you, dude, is you want to go top down or bottom up? That choice is yours. Obviously, we're going bottom up. Yes. Oh, okay. There well, he is. This is not my first podcast. Not his first rodeo. Yeah, All right, Chuck, you can, you can do your drugs now. He's not a <laughs> <laughs> I'm not law enforcement. Um, I <laughs> not a, am not a bastard. Right no, yeah, what do you no, what do you no, wear no. in the house? What's the house shoes situation? Honestly, it's either barefoot or I have a pair of um Viberg slides that I that I wear around the house. Viberg uh, slides? Yeah, man. They got some really really nice house slippers um that are that are nice to just on like a big house. wedge sole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're really really nice. I think this one has like a it's like a, a suede rough out and 
and oh, they've wow. got a, like a real really thin bottom. It's like they're legit house slippers. And they're, so it, they're it awesome. really is just like the ultimate do not fuck around house slipper. Absolutely. You wear Absolutely. socks with those, or you go, you go, uh, you go raw. I go, I go raw, dog. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when I get home, socks are off immediately. Interesting. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I don't really wear. Well, I was gonna say I don't wear a ton of socks. It really depends, right? Super case by case. Yeah, I actually wanted to to say anybody who's recording podcasts with you guys at home and you're doing a fit check and your shoes are on, like you got to stop that. Ooh, I mean, well, in 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 this era, in this age, right now, you cannot be wearing your outdoor shoes in the house. I mean, this well, is I mean, just like, this is just case in point that white people are just uncivilized savages. Yeah, right. They wear they wear their shoes in the house, and it's fucking like it's uncouth. It's barbaric. <laughs> it's disgusting. Um, if I if I do say so myself, I mean that's how we were raised. James, you know, right. we, we, we didn't, we didn't wear shoes in the house. No, um, but it also is like, it just, why would you? I don't well, know. It's different. You know, I was raised to take my croc, take it out of four by four mode, you know, turn it into the fucking chill mode. You know, that's white people culture. You know, please don't <laughs> discount it completely. <laughs> I mean, I think it's one step away from, I don't know who here is a morning shower or a night shower, Ooh. but you have to shower before you get into bed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to keep the sheets clean. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, do not, I, think, I think it's on the same wavelength, you know? What happens if I don't do any, what happens if I didn't go to the gym? What happens if I didn't do any real physical activity? I'm, I'm still taking a shower before bed? Still stinky. You, you, you sound like my eight-year-old son. He's like, but I didn't do anything today. <laughs> is anyone, is anyone going to back me up here or am I, am I on an island? Well, I do, I do 1.5 a day. I do a, I do a, I do a, I do a, I do a 0.5 before bed because I, I, I feel the same way. What's the 0.5? Hey. Just a rinse? Yeah, just a just the one cologne, side, just one yeah. like the pressure points. You got like uh, uh, just uh, the important, right the important <laughs> yeah, yeah. spots. A hoe bath. You take a hoe bath. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> never. I, well, I guess Chuck's never been single, but a hoe bath is when like you uh, spend the night away from your apartment, don't get a chance to shower, and then in the in the before times when you'd go to offices, you would just like splash water and like throw on deodorant. Oh, yeah, one of those. I kind of feel like I'm watching a child psychology session. James is going to pull the doll and be like, show me where that you walk yourself. (laughs) (laughs) If the natty bottle wine is you, Chuck. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, (laughs) working our way up. So so we're we're going barefoot. There's no socks. What is on your hindquarters right now? My hindquarters. Okay, so I know you guys ask about underwear, so let me just get that out of the way. Oh, really? uh, Wow. Unique little boxer briefs underneath. Um, Boxer briefs. Thank you. Yeah, fucking you know, rational, a fair. rational guest. Yeah, fair, fair, um, fair. Only, only those. Um, I have on a pair of uh, baggies by um, Andrew. It's a skate shop in yeah. uh, Miami. Hell yeah! Um, and they make their their own version. They're just some some swishy black shorts with my name on them. Um, <laughs> oh, nice! Is that so? That's the full appeal, the novelty of one hundred percent. Oh, you know, yeah. my name is the logo. <laughs> my name is my name. Yeah, yeah. It does get a little embarrassing sometimes when you're hanging out with people and they're like, oh, wow, you, you actually got your, your shorts monogrammed. I'm like, all right. Well, that's like, uh, um, like, like NCB, my old boss, Noah Callen Beber, uh, wears a lot of Noah and it's like, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the question, Andrew, would, do you have any, besides the, the subtle baggy logo, do you have any like, you know, huge hoodie arc logo type situations? I have a couple of the t-shirts that's just like Andrew across, <laughs> um, okay. just cause I so can you get you know? it. So, so Noah and you, you guys get it. We do. Not all of us have the luxury of uh, having an established brand with our with our name on it. So I have to fucking wear St. James and look like a goddamn like St. Bart sailor. It's horrible. <laughs> I'd like to shout <laughs> out with the Chuck. fucking U neck. 
Chuck uh, and our friend JVL, who we mentioned on uh, behind the paywall, um, you know, after he you crashed your birthday party, James, they, uh, Chuck and JVL got me a Lawrence College uh, champions. So, and and it's one of the and I never and I told JVL this, Chuck. I don't know if I've ever kind of like you know let you in on this one. I've never worn it because I just <laughs> don't. I don't know. It feels weird, but I have it still. I never got rid of it, so. There's that. Because it's central it. and I love them. Andrew, as a, as a jeans I love both man, of them. As a jeans man, are you not wearing like, you know, heavy, like selvid raw denim in the house? We got to get all <laughs> that nonsense out shit? of here. Hell no. No. <laughs> Can no, you no. fade in your sleep? Ooh. No. No, 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 no questions no. only. See, 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 that's the thing. If you wanted one of those guys, um, I am not, I am not the guest for you. All day um, I dream of fades. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's let's go roll around in the sand at the beach. You know, sure. yeah. No, so I mean, is that? Let's get this out of the way. Is that a complete fallacy to like go ocean soak your raw denim the way Lawrence did when he was on a BMW <laughs> uh, trip in Mexico? And even worse, Andrew, I went on this trip and I missed Jeremy's wedding in St. Louis. <laughs> I, I've heard about this. Okay, so I've you're aware. About I just wanted to have all my cards out on the table before you tell me that I, I wasn't actually going barnacles when I thought I was doing my ocean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know what the question means. You can do whatever you want. Ooh, you know? I like you can, that. You could, you know, you could, you could throw your jeans into, you know, whatever, but it doesn't mean recommended. it's done. No, it is absolutely not recommended. Your <laughs> jeans, your jeans will smell bad afterwards. Yes, um, that is a fact. That did happen. That's yeah, like low tide. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the bad and, uh, going barnacles, not yeah, the good kind. Yeah. Not, it's not, it's not necessary. Um, but sure. I think when everybody was like starting to get into raw denim, and I think it was nudie or it was APC that it was APC. threw it out there. It was APC. And John Tui too. Oh, racist fuck. We'll get to that fucking Frenchman. <laughs> Don't you worry. Mon Dieu. Uh, yeah. so, so we got the Andrew baggies on with the Uniqlo boxer briefs. What's the T? All I'm seeing is like, it looks like you're wearing a black t-shirt. I can't really tell. It's a black t-shirt, but it is a very nice black t-shirt. Go on. Um, this is a uh, 316 Pima t-shirt. We, it's, it's, our, it's our newest core basic that we came out with. Um, my partner, Johan, was working on this fabric for a while. It's uh, American-grown cotton. It's all knit in Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a very nice is, t-shirt. Is this the black version of the white tees that Moy wrote about? Um, Moy wrote about, well, yeah, I mean, we have two kinds of t-shirts. We have like okay. heavyweight ones that we've had for a long time and people buy a lot of. And then this was like a, a lighter Pima cotton, a little bit softer, mm. a little silkier. A little, sum, um, a little summer joint. Let, let, let me ask you a yeah. real million dollar question. Uh, two guys that I know that may or may not, may not be professional podcasters, they're currently in the middle of sampling blanks mm. because they plan to release very cool merchandise, but they want to make sure that they're very expensive, very tastefully yes. done. Exactly. Super, super art, tasteful. Very, very funny. Cool. Yeah. Very funny. Lots of funny. We have no idea who they are. Right. Um, and, no. and, and what's crazy is, is I heard that they were, they were talking to some, some, uh, some scientists, the shirt might actually get, help you get laid scientifically. It's still, Incredible. it hasn't been, and, and honestly, sucking and fucking whoever you want, guys, right? That's the thing. That's how yeah. good the shirt is. It doesn't matter what you're into. Here's my question, Andrew. <laughs> A lighter tee and the heavier tee, which ones sell better around late July, early August? Or so, September, October, depending yeah, on, depending depending on, on the, their like the mental capabilities. Study. <laughs> yeah. About, 
Do you, yeah, do you want to name yeah, actual blanks or, or you're not, you're not there yet? Yeah. What, no, what are your, what are your blanks? Oh, no, 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 no. Let's hold on. Cause we have a blank in mind. I just want to know weight why, or maybe just some general thing. Like, you know, we want to stay focused on weight fit. Like what should we be looking for in these blanks? Maybe what's most paramount. Um, I mean, I, I think a lighter, something on the lighter side is just probably more palatable for most. Absolutely. Um, I would go with that. And uh, I don't like stuff that's too slim fitting. So, you know, there are some blanks right. that are right. a little, little tapered at the torso. So I would look at oh, that. Um, <laughs> at the, <laughs> and at the end true. of the day, these are, these are margin builders. So you want to be able to uh, take a decent amount of money home after you sell them. Margin uh, builder. I bro, like that. Yo, this, listen, I think we might have a, a title for this episode. I don't want to yeah. jump the gun because we're about to have a lot of fun, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lady and gentlemen, excuse me. Um, <laughs> for the one female listener. For the one female listener. What about the, the spectacles, Andrew? I feel like these are kind of like a signature for you. Um, frames. these are, these are by Han Kobenhaven. Oh, uh, you, you can only say it that way. Clearly yeah. um, it's Danish for Han Copenhagen. Yeah. It's a, it's, yeah. the res, it's the way to respect the culture that it came from, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, although Lawrence and I have, Lawrence and I have gotten in hot water for making fun of a Nordic or Northern European language or when, accents see, before. So. Yeah, when, when James does the voice, people perceive him as mocking deaf people. He's so bad at doing accents. So that's where, it comes. that's how you say it. I'm friends with the Danes. I'm friends with Han. <laughs> run it by me. Run it by me now. Let's let's hear it again. Han's James. the home. Han's the homie. <laughs> so so James James is literally saying. Uh, by the way, I have Danish friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so we got. So did you have a whole uh, arsenal of John Gobbin Gobbin uh, yeah. spectacles or? I buy one at a time. I've had other, you know, eyeglass frames in between. I like these because they actually come with uh, clip-on sunglasses. Really? And, uh, yeah, they do. They do. Um, you don't, cool. don't want to get transitional lenses? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. I'm not that old yet. Um, <laughs> you don't want to look like Jeff Bezos walking away from an explosion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been wearing these for a while. Um, I, I, I've... I've had a few other pairs in between, but then I just came back to them. I really like them. What are you going to, what's going to happen if they discontinue them? Or are you keeping the frame afloat single-handedly? Maybe, yeah. maybe I need to go and stockpile a couple extra. They got to well, rename yeah. them the Han Kirby Hobbit Andrews. Yeah, right. You're maybe. so, you're so big into fucking personal branding. We need to just throw a little fucking. <laughs> you put my name on it, I'll buy anything. A little See, a on the arms. And then Andrew, mm-hmm. lest I forget, I saw this and I, I sent you some, you know, very specific emoji reactions on IG stories. You got some new bling on the wristicle. Uh, I, I know. I do. What's that? Uh, what's uh? You want to talk about that real quick? Yeah. Um. It's uh. Got a got a new rolly. Yeah, baby. Two tone <laughs> sub. Um, it's a two tone sub. It is uh 2019. So it's uh. It, it was it's beautiful. I think yeah. A guy wore it like once or something. Um. And uh. Yeah. Uh. Jeremy. Mm-hmm. From Blamo, he, uh, he was super helpful. Yeah, he was super helpful in, in helping me pick it out. Um, it's my first Rolex. Um, turned 40. So Hell yeah. Wow, congrats. Treated myself, you know? Yeah, that's fucking sick, dude. Uh, the two-tone sub is probably my favorite Rolex right now and the one that I would, like, aspire to level up to. My question for you with the two-tone, just real quick, is some people love it, like myself and you clearly, and some people think it's like the most like gauche, terrible thing. I would love to hear your elevator pitch on the two-tone sub, the two-tone Roly look in general. I don't know. I, I really liked it. Um, I, I feel like if you're going to yeah, go big or go home. Boom. Uh, right? I mean... That's it, how I feel. 
Hey, you want you know, one the, tone? The older you want I one get, tone like, or you want two yeah. tone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this watch is actually two tones. My shirt, seven shirts, watch, two tone. Yeah. <laughs> we everything. We do multipliers of everything. Yeah. In the throne fits extended universe. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I think things change as you get older, right? I mean, I used to not like jewelry at all. Right. And then I used to always think that like gold accents or gold watches were super tacky. And now I am that dude. So. Yeah. And then you become an old ass man who's like, yeah, I you're just flex one time, please. Let me do it. God damn it. An old man. I'm already there. I don't have to get there. I'm already there. Yeah, right. An old man filled with regrets. Yeah. yeah. But with a fucking, with some big gas on his wristicle. Exactly. I'm sure. I think that's man. the fit check. Oh, hair. Any other, any other hardware? Oh, yeah. Um, anything? Oh, yeah. Um, I thought I saw a model oh, 10. Is. What is that? Good Sorry. Model 10. Woo. Um, I also wear. Uh, Good art chains. Um, I, I I am gonna shout them out when when the appropriate when the appropriate uh section of the podcast arrives. Um, right. So we shouldn't talk Chrome Hearts now, or do you have a Chrome Hearts opinion too that we need to get to, or else it will be lost in the ether? Because uh, no, 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 no. We'll get there. Okay. We'll all right. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we have all kinds of time here. Sure. Andrew, want to know what you're but, fucking with, what you're not fucking with, eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Actually, and that's a working title, so I don't know. It might change too. We might change yeah. the, the title. We might, we might finally land on something between now and eleven PM. I want I want to yeah. talk haircuts because Andrew always has a fucking fire cut. Uh, Thanks, this man. is a pro Mildred guest on a pro Mildred podcast, so that that's family. When was the last time you got a haircut? Um, I'm I'm about to tell on myself because we all know you're not supposed to go to another barber. Uh, but oh, times no. were desperate. No. Times, yo, oh. it was bad. Right, 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 right. I mean, four weeks in, you know, is, is about the limit. And then, yeah, I, I think I, I'd gone two and a half, three months with no cut. Damn. Um, any any Zoom call I was on, if you were one with me, there was a hat at all times. Um, it was it was at the point where it was like curling by yeah. my ears. I mean, I literally had. You're talking to a guy wearing a bandana. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is my this is my co-host uh, Brett Michaels. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what happens is we live in Queens, and just like 15, we're, 20 minutes um, we're in east of us. Yeah, what's yeah. Your address? We're in, we live in yeah we live in Forest Hills. What, what's um, your address? Yeah, what's what house number? <laughs> what street? <laughs> I mean, if I read it out, you'll bleep it anyway. So I'm, yeah, I'm, that's I'm true. In, it's just more work for Chef. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm just trying to I'm trying to look out for you. Um, who's next to you, by the way, Chef? Appreciate it, man. It's my, it's just my roommate. I saw, I saw a little elbow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have a small um, apartment, one couch. We're quarantining yeah. together. It's, it's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole yeah. thing. One couch. It's a thing. Um, yeah, I had to get a haircut. Um, and so we live, you know, 20, you 20 text, minutes. Who's your, who's your barber? So you're a Mildred, you're a fellow Mildred's man. Who's your barber at Mildred? Eric Holmes is my man. Um, that's Chef's guy. Yo, right? that's my that's yeah. my guy too, dude. I I love him. He's the man. Do you want to come out and apologize to Eric for on the air to millions and millions of listeners? Yeah, I do. Stabbing um, him in the back with a pair of fucking shears. Yeah, that was not it was not good. Um, but my boys, their their hair were like it was like out of control. Um, and in a moment of weakness, um, when we found out that Long Island had hit phase two, phase three, phase, phase two, three. Yeah. Yeah, um, they 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 opened up, and uh, and we went out there. Wow, um, they got cut, and and I just said, all right, let's 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 do this. Um, wow, and it felt great. I'm not gonna lie, it felt great. It's for a first Is, cut. For a first cut, it was not bad. I've had ooh. some really really bad first cuts from. Do they know how to cut? Both, brother. Do they know how to yeah. cut Asian hair? 
Um, I told him that I, I actually put it out there. I was like, you know, how, uh, how do you do with Asian hair? And of course he's not gonna, you know, what is he going to say when, when the Clippers are out? Um, <laughs> yeah, but he was just like, no, I, you know, I, I, I got you. Um, and so he did a pretty, pretty good job. Also, I think over time I've learned how to tell a barber, how to cut my hair okay. before it was just very vague language and you would end up with something awful. Um, and, and over time you kind of, more specific, you, you better. To, the more you, you, the better, 100%. Have you given any thought to what it's going to feel like or what you're going to say when you walk into Mildred and Eric's like, yo, man, I'm so... Hold up, what? <laughs> it's going to feel like you kind of got caught cheating a little bit. Like, have you given any thought to, to what you're going to say? Because again, I have been going to Paul for years now, even though Mildred is a fucking bitch to get to for me, I still got to go there. Mainly because like, well, A, I love Paul and love what he does but also be like, I just could never, like, I could never face the music. I'm just like a fucking yeah. coward like that. Well, Eric left town for a year. I don't, Sean, I don't know how long you've been getting cut by him, but I, he was cutting me over at Blind Barber. And then he went to uh, Blind yeah. Barber LA. And those are what we refer to as the dark ages. Because I, I started <laughs> like... <laughs> e. Holmes cut my hair too for, for, for a while there before he fucking ghosted. Yeah, yeah. I went to a few barber shops that, that will remain nameless. But nothing and, stuck. Uh, no, it was bad. It was really yeah. bad. You, you know, like you get a haircut and then you just like, all right, well, I got to wear a hat for, for the next three weeks. Um, yeah. and, and I spent, and I spent $60. Um, so, so you wore a hat for, back. You wore a, hat for a full year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could have done that. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to tell him. Maybe I could wait another two months until the hair is out of control again and then yeah. pretend like yeah. nothing happened. Yeah, I don't know. I'm how sure. I'm sure look, no, he's gonna know. Maybe you need a wig, dude. Maybe you need to do. Yeah. Maybe maybe do a full wig cut, like the full, the whole, the whole deal. You know, <laughs> desperate, professionally done. Desperate times, desperate measures. We'll get Lucas Arts, you know, light and magic <laughs> on the fucking shit. He'll never know. Um, I believe he knows where my heart's at. Yeah, he yeah, right. He can tell in your eyes. I mean, he would know instantly, even even if you came in with the full fucking joint. Um, I think that's a complete fit check, James. You want to back yep. me up on that? Okay. I think that's a full fit check. Um, we got the panties already, the Unicode box of briefs. Uh, as per Andrew's request, we're going to do a drink check. Clearly, Andrew, you're going to go first um, since this was your idea. What are you currently sipping on? Um, all right. I am drinking uh, canned piquette. Ooh. And uh, this is by a vineyard called Wild Ark Farm. They're up in the Hudson Valley. Okay. And um, this is interesting because piquette is, uh, is, is something that wasn't really popular um, in the in the U.S., they were I think the first ones to do it in 2017. It's uh, it's uh, it's usually uh, made out of out of the leftovers of winemaking. Hmm. Um, if you don't want to be wasteful with the pumice after they press the grapes at the first pressing, um, vineyard workers and stuff they would they would take that and they would make another batch of it. Um, so it's like you ran the cold brew and sure. then and then you, <laughs> you added some more water on top of it. Um, but it, it, what it ends up drinking like is a is like a a good wine cooler. Oh, um, hell it's yeah. sparkly. A, it's like a little tangy. Yeah. 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 It's Far, really farmer's good. Wine. It's like farmer's a, wine. Yeah. It, that's exactly what it is. It's like low alcohol content. You can just pound a couple of them. Um, yeah. So very nice. It's this a true a, natty light, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. <laughs> hey. hey, that's why I get paid the big bucks. Uh, James, I have, like I have been next? told, I ha sure, but I have been told that uh, there are some very interesting, funky things happening up in New York, up in the Hudson Valley, and even in the Finger Lakes. No, seriously, by uh, I know, it's just, I can't take contest. it seriously, sorry. <laughs> Listen, Lawrence, uh, you'll be drinking some uh, some Hudson Valley shit in, I don't know, a year or so. What you drank, I've already pissed out. James Harris, natty wine expert, fishing <laughs> Um. This yeah, is what actually, is this? Yeah, that's this fine. This is a pet pet gargle my balls. <laughs> I believe is the name of it. Um, 
It's by uh, fucking Valentin. Lacqua, Eric War, you know, War, where yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Los Horas, bro. No, it's, is this not the same thing? No. Not the Chuck, same thing. Sorry, whatever. Shout out Greg Pabcock. He just like uh, put it on his story and then I saw it in the store and was like, oh, let me get, let me get one Yeah, that shit, uh, our friend Gregory B., uh, huge recommendation. I think he gave this a 10 out of 10. I don't know if anyone, he, uh, Andrew, do you know who Greg B is? The editor in chief? Absolutely. So you know Greg B. Yeah. So Greg B is a fucking sweetheart. Uh, he was nice guy. enough to participate in Chuck's documentary on Throne Fits, uh, dubbed The Last Pants. Greg reviews natural wines on Instagram, uh, and he gave this a 10 out of 10. So wow, that's a huge, Which, huge yeah. cosign. My book. Um, I'm a I'm a newbie, so for me, it's either I would drink it again or I would not drink it again. That's um, that's kind of how that's my shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Some, You're like, would I would I get this or would I give this as a gift to right. somebody else? That's Ooh, really I like that. That's like the new. That's the new throne fits too. The 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 ultimate beautiful version of the show is you know what John would you would you get a homie to let him know that you appreciate Ooh, him? that you care what, what wine would you not just get for yourself to guzzle. You know, but yeah, that twenty twenty in twenty twenty that you'd bequeath to a Grom. In twenty twenty, we bequeath the wines and we bequeath <laughs> John. Speak, speaking of a wine that I did order a second time for myself to guzzle, uh, a little Puzza Blanca. This shit rocks. They okay. do a bunch of fucking. There's a Puzza Libre. Uh, there's a Puzza Rosa. Highly recommended. Um, chef, what about you, buddy? Um, I'm, I'm, I got, I got two, two things yeah. going on right now. Oh, here we I go. Got, um, fisting, bro. A oh. shitty, a shitty domestic Miller Lite. Don't, it was don't, a, don't, relax, don't call bro. it, don't, don't call it a snob. shitty domestic. It's Miller Lite. I'm more, no, I'm more of a, I'm more of a Miller High Life person than a than Miller same, Lite dude. Same, that's me. Yeah, champagne, but, uh. Hey, the champagne of beers, bro. But yeah, Miller but, Lite, uh, only, but, only one more calorie than Michelob Ultra. Oh, yo. That's that's cool. Uh, the lights were the cheapest. The lights were the cheapest on mini bar yesterday. So that's uh, that's okay. what we went with. It's not beer. Um, Topo and, it's not beer. It's Miller High Life. Yo, yeah, and, uh, you know we got we got we got the Topo Chico on the, yo, on the other hand. Sponsor the pod. Sponsor the pod. Put your put your roommate. Sponsor the sponsor Yo, put your roommate on camera because we need to talk to the Topo Chico plug. Is this, plug? this is the Topo Chico plug. Is this the Topo yeah. Chico plug. You can't yeah, get here. I got I got my pods in, but yeah, he's the Topo plug, dude. He's gonna he's gonna put us inside. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Um, big bubbles, yeah, big no. bubbles, big gas. Dude, Yo, it's big, literally big, big gas. Big, Yo, tell him I need gas, the, I need the yeah. Chico Asics, bro. I need the Chico Asics, all colorways, bro. <laughs> you know, yeah. Sponsorships are all good, but but uh, some are better than others. Uh, oh, that Chico would be Topo in a second. top five. You got some. Good we ones literally they sent dude. us they sent us three cases last Wednesday. We're already through two of them in of a week, are. dude. Just yeah. the two of us. We're fucking crushing them. Yeah. Um, they're, no, they're so good. Chico, if you're listening, sponsor the pod. We haven't done one of those in a while. We haven't been Andrew. We haven't been begging in in many months because we thought we had things under control. Uh, we thought wrong as per usual, so we're back to begging. I don't want you to think that, you know, this is just something special for you. We just, it needs to happen soon. Yeah, no, no, no. Do what you guys Chuck, do. Yeah. Chuck, what Thank are you, you. sipping on? Uh, yeah, so yeah. for um, reasons of money, I uh, can only, I only drink beer during the week, so I'm, I, I need another Modelo, but. Um, oh, That's a baby uh, Modelo. No, it's a, I have big hands. I have, balls, hands. I have big I have balls. NBA Fair lottery now. pick hands. But <laughs> Andrew, you touched on something I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, Gifting natural wine. Uh, our mutual homie David, who also works at 316, lovely dude. He came to the city. Uh, we went to Alto Paradiso, had some wine. And yep. then when he, one day at work, someone was like, Hey, you have a wine delivery for you. I was like, There must be some mistake. Uh, <laughs> any wine, get out of here. 
And they're like, no, like it's a gift. And it, David has sent me a bottle of wine. So that's wow. a, it's a great gesture. We love David. Classy. Damn. Yeah, we shout out David. David. So handsome, great dude. Love him. Extremely handsome. How's the wine? Taste. How's the it wine? Was a, it was amazing. It was a, it was a, it was a juicy red, just like I like him. <laughs> amazing. Uh, so drink juicy check complete. Fit check, drink check complete. complete. I think James, you could do your job now. I think we're good to go. All right, uh, Lawrence did his little, you know, his little thing. Um, Thanks, man. He can, you know, he can he can step aside now. Uh, Andrew, you take a nap. Yeah, I'm just as gonna smoke are, weed and say ridiculous. He can, shit. he can change out his bandana, Andrew. As you are fully aware, because you are actually big gang. Mm. The three main subjects of this podcast are money, ka-ching, meats and cheeks. Yeah, I think that's where we're gonna settle on, right? That seems like yeah, where, that where it's going. Happening. Better than fapping and clapping, I guess. Yeah, uh, meats and cheeks. I mean, you know, the fapping and clapping. It's not all faps, whatever. I'm not even going to go. There. <laughs> and uh, most importantly, thank you for sparing us ourselves. Yeah, the boys, boys yeah. Jimmy, Larry, Chef, and Chuck. Um, so I'm going to start with the most important topic, which is ourselves. So this is kind of crazy. Uh, you know, we've been in and out of each other's lives, as we as we kind of mentioned previously off mic. But the most recent iteration of this is that Chuck almost worked for your brand, 316. Why didn't you guys hire him? He did not apply for 316. He applied for a job at Self Edge. Mm. Um, we were hiring um, Self Edge New York, the store that yes. you run and manage and are co-owner of. So why didn't you hire him? <laughs> I actually uh, didn't even know at the time. We had a we had a couple of uh, resumes that get dropped off that got dropped off and um, and uh, our our staff over there went through and uh, I was really surprised after the fact. I'm like, Oh, it's Chuck. <laughs> um, but you clearly have uh, done quite well for yourself. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. M- maybe we would, uh, maybe we would have held you back. Uh, it, wow. it, was, it was Dustin who interviewed me. Shout out to Dustin. He was a, he's a great dude. And I think it was just because I was just like miserable at my full-time job and I hated it. But I was making like a certain amount of money that I needed to live because I had just moved and sure. it was, it was a part-time position that yep. I, I, at least that's what, that was my interpretation was just like, Oh, like he did it. Like, yeah, I, we were I only hiring for like three, three days a week, four days a week. Um, yeah. and, and so that was uh that would have been a, a tough fit. Um, I, I get that that's hard too. You know, you, nobody wants to have to, to juggle a few things at a time. Um, in New York city, you got rent to pay. Um, so that alternate uh, universe, though, where Chuck yeah. ends up working for Self Edge and enters the 316 universe, like I don't know, I, I would, Damn. I would very much love to see like what that would have been. Yeah. Um, what happens on never, that timeline? Never say yeah. never. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Never say that never. Timeline, I don't know. Sure. That's like there's a bizarro. I truly believe there is a bizarro universe that exists where Chuck has now usurped uh throwing fits as the only podcast that matters because he spins up his own 316 podcast <laughs> yo i'm wondering when when chuck is going to launch his podcast has, has, has no one ever asked this before well he's uh he's become a, a streamsman a, yeah, Twitch he's a streamer man. yeah yeah he's yeah, a gamer I'm, I'm getting the ball rolling on that uh details to come but he's okay. the next uh pewdp right. or whatever <laughs> you also really? do an excellent really? job hosting the, the, uh, pie. come on bro the, the, the covid instagram lives those those have been excellent Oh so. yeah, those are those are good. I kind of put no, those on we pause. Bring, we gotta bring those back. I mean, obviously, you know, it's up to Chuck. We gotta we gotta feel out feel out the moment. See see if it's the right thing to do. But yeah, yo, my man, yo, the future of throwing fits lies in the hands of these two fucking beautiful groms on mm. on this on this Zoom. You know, uh, is that on Twitch? I don't know. Apparently, you can make a lot of money there. So I'm letting you know, Chuck can do whatever yeah. he wants. Yeah, go where the money is, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. Chuck on a Chuck. Chuck My last Chuck. console was an Xbox 360. I'm not qualified and I understand yeah. that. I caught the PS4 for quarantine and I've used it twice. It's pathetic. <laughs> Chuck, have you used the Healings more or the PlayStation more? Uh, the PlayStation. Okay. But just, by, was... just by one time. <laughs> Chuck, do you want, Chuck, do you want my PS4? Andrew, do your kids want a PS4? Like, I don't know. Nah, they, they, they're on the Switch. Um, so they are, they are just fine. Um, but <laughs> you know what? They, they don't even the Switch, Switch, the Switch being stuff. a Nintendo Switch, not a Switch like Adrian Peterson that you used yeah. to beat your children. <laughs> No, we've we've progressed from there. Okay, um, good. They they yeah, earned yeah. the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Society has progressed beyond uh, the need of need of switching. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's where the future is uh, for money for you, Chuck. Because my boys sometimes won't even play the, the the Switch. They just sit on YouTube and watch people playing the Switch. That, this yep. is very difficult for me to understand. I'm Yo, we gotta put it on to Chuck. We gotta I'm put, the, put on the, young, the, the young uns on. Are your kids, Andrew? Are your kids awake from 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. because those <laughs> yeah. are the hours that Chuck? That's streams. all he does. Yeah. Seriously, no, I'm serious. <laughs> like he actually streamed for seven hours the other night. Like, Abs- absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, but, but it's like you have to be good at the game, but you also have to be witty. And the kids, you know, they like, you know, honestly. People with uh, personalities like you guys, like you've, you've got something to say, you, you're, you're quick. Um, that, that's, they're just like sitting there giggling and watching videos. Right. You could be playing right now, um, but that's, that's just what they want to do. Chuck is in and- his dark ass cave. He's like Count Chocula playing Call of Duty. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You just see like two, you just see two, up, green, you just see two green circles. Yeah. And, like a, and, like a, and then occasionally a, a red circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking that glizzy, um, big glizzy. Let's bring it off, Chuck, for a second. Let's go back to the to the main fellas, uh, Jimmy and Larry, or really just me. Um, you were present at you know what I was calling what is arguably the Big Bang of the Throwing Fits universe. Let me just set the context, Lawrence. Um, I know about this, this. is the Whitey and Kennedy pop up shop where a bunch of brands came in for like a three day weekend and set up on like an empty floor in their office building. And Phil Chang organized it. Your homie, shout Lawrence, out Phil. Phil Chang. Yeah, shout out Phil Chang. Gian met Narc Dad for a job interview for Complex, which eventually he got hired for. So there's that. That set things into motion because was he eventually... G, was Gian there uh, freelancing for Style Forum or Valet? No, he, they just agreed to do the job interview at this like pop-up oh, weird. shop. Yeah, across so from weird. our booth. Yeah. So like Typical we were like... Narc Dad. Me and Andrew were like watching and like commenting on it. Um, yes. Jake Wolf was shilling Berkman Bros yes. bracelets... Yes. Wow. Yeah, wow. he was really yeah. a nobody back then. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Wong was slinging bows out the back. The fucking fried broccoli joints Yo, were delicious. Yo, this is right before he went nuclear. Yeah. yeah. He, he was, was still there cooking the bows himself. Yeah, yeah, he was frying them up with his brother, Evan. Yeah. Um, and I was hawking clay sneakers <laughs> for Sung Choi next to the 316 booth. And, like, I was just a fucking peon nobody. Still am. But I was lucky enough to be next to Andrew and like we fucking chilled and I got to like understand what a real brand was like um, or like a, you know, a full brand. Shout out Sung. He did PMB, Post No Bills. Oh, can we be clear? Clay sneakers of every brand you mentioned, including Berkman Bros, who again, if you remember, uh, were successful enough to at least place bracelets on Kanye West's wrists right. at hey. the Coachella, Coachella performance, Coachella. a future yeah, president hey. of the United States of America and the leader of the free world, Kanye oh, West. Kanye Omari <laughs> West, excuse me. But, uh, yo, Clay was, is the worst of all those brands. Those yes, sucks. and I was, and I was selling them. Oh, I met Miss Info there. And so oh, that's how yeah. I eventually got Chuck his job. I told Miss Info, I'm like, yo, you're kind of one of my heroes because you stood up to like the Hot 97, like Tsunami song. So Andrew, my question for you is Hmm. uh, me sitting there selling clay sneakers for, I believe a hundred dollars for the whole weekend. Plus like (laughs) 
food. How pathetic did I look to you? Absolutely. I mean, like it was, it was great. Um, <laughs> I think, I, no, seriously, stay with me here. Um, I think New York City is a very, very hard city to make it in. Um, and, and, and the people that you meet in this industry that are still here had to go through a lot of crazy stuff. Um, and you know, all of you guys, like it's a, it's a, it's a very difficult city. It's expensive. Um, it's lonely sometimes. Um, and, uh, when you're, and and when you're here, I I don't know what your living situation was like, but you're probably living with like three or four other people. Um, you're making next to nothing. Um, so you kind of, you have to want it. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I loved meeting you there. I thought it was great. Um, I, I think it's a funny memory to look back on. Um, just out there. We, I think everybody tried to make it into like a special thing. Right. And, and everybody was bringing their new collections in and nobody was buying anything. Oh, and no. after day one, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to bring old stuff and I'm going to just flip it for nothing. Right. Um, so that night I went back um, to our office and I just loaded up like two, three year old stuff, brought it over 50 bucks, come take it. And we killed. Um, and uh, it was cool. We, we met a lot of people. Um, GN texted me the, the day before he's like, Hey, I'm coming up, um, to shop and, and I'm in a interview for complex. Um, that was cool. Um, I knew Eddie way back because he used to have a streetwear t-shirt line called the Hoodman. Yeah. Oh, that's um, right. I don't know if you guys ever remember, but it, he, he did the, uh, Obama 08 t-shirts. Yeah. Um, right. Hoodman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or is that, was that what it's called? Bergdorf Hoodman? Well, it was based off of like Bergdorf Goodman, but you know, that's like the inspiration behind the name, but he, you know, that was the t-shirt that he sold a lot of and he donated to to Obama's, you know, campaign or whatever. Um, but he was selling on digital gravel, which we were at the time too. Um, and, and so we knew of each other and then we met at, at shop and he personally fried, you know, chicken bows for us all weekend long. And we ate more than we had any business eating. Um, it was I, could only afford, I could only afford the broccoli bows, uh, which I think were like two fifty instead of like $4 for the chickens or whatever. Um, and I copped a seersucker Western shirt. Ooh, you did. Which, what is that at? Uh, I got way too fat for it and had to give it away. Wow. That sounds oh, gas, so. dude. Wait, yeah. Andrew described the shirt to me. Seersucker Western? Like what, yellow. Like yellow yeah, seersucker. It was, yellow, it was a yellow seersucker, and then it had like Western-shaped like angled pockets on it. Um, okay. it's a shirt that we make every season, um, with, with those like angled pockets, Western yoke in the back with, mm-hmm. yeah, it had colors. like a cross yoke on the back. Yeah, I'm going to need, I'm going to need to, I'm going to, I might have to, I might have to come back. I love to come back. I might have to come back and cop one just for like vindication. Just be like, yo, I fucking made it. Oh, I'm <laughs> buying those broccoli bows and you know, like biking <laughs> instead of taking the train. Yeah. I fucking made it now. Um, so I guess you did take pity on me, which is really nice. And that's how we kind of first formed our friendship. But, uh, in the past, in the past eight years since then, because I think it was like 2012, in the past eight years, you know, the world went full athleisure, full streetwear. How come you didn't pivot away from 316's DNA and pivot away from denim? Like, why, um, why are you so stubborn, like a mm, fucking mule, to stick yeah. to the best and just like, you know, ride, ride different waves? Um, I think all of why us- Why do you have integrity, I think, is what we want to know. Yeah, yeah we're <laughs> Um, we like what we make. Um, I think that's really what it comes down to. And and maybe if, if uh, a designer doesn't really love or believe in what they make, then it's, it's easy to leave that behind and go somewhere else. Um, as we were, as we were all coming up um, and, and, you know, all the usual suspects that you guys would run into a capsule, um, 
you can see, you can see the ones that have stuck with it and you can see the ones that have made little adjustments along the way. And like, we're not the same brand we were back then either. Um, we, we've tried new things and we've gotten into different stuff, but you know, there are other ones that have gone totally sideways. Um, and you know, for, for some customers that, that just want to find whatever is, you know, hot at the moment, that's, that's fine. You can kind of go in whatever direction you want, but um, I'd like to think that, you know, for people who follow along with what we do, everything that we make should at least make sense for the time that we made it. Um, Ooh, and you know, like the, we made graphic t-shirts in 2003, like we, we definitely did that. Um, right. and, and we made, and we wore a lot of graphic t-shirts, you know, when we launched our first full, you know, head to toe collection in 2008, it was, you know, raw denim was, was there and, and that's what took off for us. Um, and we, we really, tried to make the best gene that we could make. That was, you know, where we saw a lot of momentum. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think people make clothes for a lot of different reasons. Um, for us, we're, we're really obsessive about the product and, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's exciting for us to make the same thing over again next year and the year after that, but like find little ways to make it better. Um, and, and not even necessarily like raising the price on it. Um, but finding ways to, to give people a better product. Um, and you see that in a lot of different, you know, aspects of Japanese culture too, right? Like you, you can do the same thing the rest of your life and then just try and sure. find little things to do better each, um, each year. And so I think our partnership in Selfedge helped a lot with that too. Um, being around brands that, uh, um, honestly like profit margins were fourth, fifth on their list. Mm. Um, like they, they had a high, high, uh, you know, interest in, in, in integrity and in making the product, um, the way it should be made. Um, even if it ended up costing them a lot to do it. Um, so yeah, I mean like the good, res the result, you know, the, the, the good result out of it is that we, we, we really still enjoy what we do. Um, and we, we feel good about what we're selling. We feel good about what people take home with them. You guys are it's honest. Like, That's how I feel about 316, right? Like you talked about, and James and I have talked about this in terms of the same concept that you described this idea of like everything in the moment felt real and felt honest. Even if, you know, you look back like every fucking John, every outfit, like you look back and it doesn't hit the same way, obviously like, you know, right. hindsight is 2020 rose color lenses. But if you stay honest to yourself and you can play around and experiment and, and find those pockets, like you said, that are to improve and get better and, and feel better, whether you're, we're talking personal style or like actually designing clothing. I think that honesty is really the connective tissue that it's, it's really, I think it's refreshing. It's a refreshing thing. I think that your brand has that a lot of other people, even, even in New York with like some people we know, it's just not there. And you can tell if you give a shit, right. That's how I feel at least. No, that's, that's cool to hear. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I, what, what that results in is that there are cycles and then sometimes you may not be top of someone's radar. Um, but you know, as, as we can all see right now, you know, yeah. in, all, in, in terms of our interest in fashion and what we've seen um, as we've shopped and bought and been involved, um, you know, stuff comes around and uh, it's just nice to be, to be here and to keep on making what we make um, and, and people will find different ways to wear it. That's, that's cool too, seeing how, how people wear the brand differently over time. Um, there are definitely crazy denim heads that love what we make um, and, and, they put a ton of money into their bottoms, but don't really think about, you know, any other part of their outfit at the same level. Sure. And that's fine. Like we can, we like can the serve you there. It's like, the opposite. Yeah. it's like the opposite of NT denim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the um, evil but, twin type. The, the yeah, bizarro yeah, 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 yeah. world it's version. Yin and yang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 
I mean, okay, so maybe profit, maybe margin builders or profits aren't, uh, you know, top of the list for, you know, people who really care about the craft and the product. And, you know, I, I called you the fabrics pharaoh. Um, that being said, you guys clearly aren't doing as poorly as some other brands out there because you have grand Jeez. plans to open up a 316 flagship store in New York City in the middle of a pandemic. So my question to you is, why are you so dumb to do this? <laughs> um, let's ask all, like everybody here on, this, uh, on the Zoom call what, okay. what you were thinking about 2020 at the end of December, right? Um, I'm, I'm not going to say any, yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say any of you put a, this is my year um, up on your stories. My Barstool um, Sports podcast is yeah, going to go off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my, Dude, I was, that, I was too re- close to home, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, wa- I wanted to co-host Caller Daddy. <laughs> I wanted to be, <laughs> that's what I wanted. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's what, what, what was yours, Andrew? What was yeah, yours? Yeah, well, we, <laughs> no, we, 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 uh, we, we signed the lease at the end, like December 26th. Um, oh. And we had been, yeah, we've been looking for a space for nine months. Oh, a year beforehand. And it was never like, a, we have to open it by this date. Sure. Um, it was just when we found the right space um, and we felt good about it. Um, and we weren't trying to open up the store, you know, like big brands will open up a flagship store and, and, and dump money into it. Um, just, just so you can say that you have it. Um, and it's, it's marketing dollars We're we're not that, you know, right. the store needs to actually make money. Um, and we felt like we had a good chance to do it. We felt like it was, you know, we were at a good place. Um, the space was right. Um, yeah. And then we, 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 we got our design plans back, you know, we, we broke ground like end of January and then everything kind of went to hell. Um, so yeah. Um, hindsight, man. But are you, but you're still planning on opening it, opening yeah. it as soon as you can, or like, what's the deal? No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're still, we're still moving forward on We stopped construction for a couple of months, obviously. Um, but it will be open. Um, I hesitate to put a date on it because as you can see with, you know, with how uh, COVID is, you know, running, running rampant, um, things could change, but maybe, maybe August one. Okay. That's, that's kind of like, we're going to try and have it done by August one. And then we'll kind of assess whether it is a responsible or irresponsible thing to do um, to open the shop up. Yeah. Do would we it, know, would uh, it be irresponsible for you to pay James and I, an extreme amount of money to host a super packed party on opening night. <laughs> Would that be <laughs> like, you know, you know, wall to wall, dude. Yeah. Just, just dude. music, music extra loud. So you have to really scream in the ears of your homies to get to, so they can hear what you're saying. It's all so young men, all young men with no money to spend. Chef, <laughs> chef, chef can host the chef. Who's a, uh, the resident hot singleman can uh, host a kissing booth. <laughs> oh, Yo, that's a nice IRO activation. Yeah, that will work. Really- <laughs> He's already got COVID, yeah. so fuck you, right? They're very down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. What um, uh? What neighborhood are we are we looking at? Oh yeah, we are we are in Nolita. We're on Ooh. Elizabeth and and Spring. Fire! Um, oh, fire! Yeah, damn! It's the quiet. It's the quiet block of of Elizabeth, but it's right. it's a nice one. I like. You're it right a lot. in the and fucking mix, baby. Are you excited? I am. I am. Um, we uh we actually started working on a couple of uh collaborations that were supposed to release um when we opened up um with with our neighbors um and so you know whenever that happens. Are you right fire. next have- to um Antonio? I am. I'm a block away. Um, we, yeah. So we're, we're, he's, he's further, further south towards Chinatown. 
It's the Bermuda um, Triangle, but for your fucking wallet, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, Damn, yeah, careful. we're really excited to be there. Keep your wits about you. It's the new clout consumption. Just give Andrew and Antonio your money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the new clout corridor. And yeah. you're two blocks away from the best bond me in Manhattan, in my opinion. Ooh. Which is what? Got it out. Uh, I oh. think it's I called. Spot. I think me it's Saigon. called like, yeah. It's the one that's in the back there. of the jewelry shop. On Broom and Mott. No, no, no. Sorry. It's, um, it's not that one in the back of the jewelry shop. It's, uh, it's on Broom and Mott. I know the one you're talking about. I know the one you're talking about. It's like, it, they expanded, they like took over their next door space because it became really popular, but, um, it's still like the fucking goat bomb me for cop Johns, cop a bomb me fucking have a fucking day about, you know? Yeah. There's a, we have lovely day, a couple doors down. Mm. They have really nice, uh, Thai food. You sit outside. Delicious. Nice. Um, that's a that yo honestly that's a great that's a great that i had two dinners there before quarantine that place is fucking fantastic man yeah it's good Thai, um, Thai diner i think is right there is that yeah. what it's called it is it's good too yeah yeah it's really so good. good i just got the, i just got that i just got that delivered uh for dinner the other day it's the, mm. it's, the it's the best hell yeah um, what, um, if you guys rest. gems are being tossed about yeah, yeah exactly. no, no no we're, we're talking about other good food um right by self edge there is a saigon social that just opened up um the that's that's crazy because they opened up a restaurant right when covid hit um and they started cooking meals for frontline workers um and and it was really cool um but they're open they're on stanton and orchard um and they make a crazy chicken sandwich um so all right the bottom spot for anyone taking notes is saigon vietnamese sandwich deli (laughs) <laughs> it promises everything and it delivers. <laughs> yeah, that's uh I was gonna say the branding there is just bullseye. It's very spot on. No, it's this, like, sometimes you just gotta tell be very straightforward and tell people literal, bro. Nothing wrong. You guys with just be literal. like jeans, shirts, hats <laughs> store. <laughs> be zero confusion. That's I believe Levi's took a page out of that book, and that's why they're called the jeans store. Right, yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's correct. Andrew, though, uh, you know, so you talked about how you got the design plans back, but like in light of COVID, like what audibles did you have to call around like the actual physical in-store experience? Because everyone's like unsure what the actual retail shit looks like now. Like, you know, short of, you know, a few people in the store at a time, what else is happening that uh, you guys are taking to assure that, you know, whether it's this pandemic or the next, you're hopefully taking the right precautions. Yeah, I mean, we're not in a rush to open up. Um, and so we've been paying attention to what other people are doing and what their their experiences are. Um, I think both Johan and I are trying to be very risk averse with this. You know, like we're not COVID deniers. Like you've, you mentioned this before, I think on Twitter, it's just like anybody who lived through COVID's peak in New York City knows exactly what we're dealing with here. Um, and so I don't, I don't think ass. we want to be. No, it was terrible. It was, yeah. it was dark days. So I, we don't want to be irresponsible. You, you, you see it around you in, in many other ways. I'm not trying to get it. I don't want customers to get it or to pass it back and forth. Um, so we're, we're, we're definitely going to be very careful with how we open it up. It's not going to be just walk in. I think it's going to be appointment only at first. Um, it's not the way we would like to open any store after the money that we spent on it, but it's the right thing to do. We're going to go slow and you know, to be honest, Johan was saying like, maybe we, you know, is now even the right time to open up a shop. Like there's, you guys, you know, you guys know too, like there's a lot of important things that we have to talk about and do right For now. Sure. And, and just I mean, not you guys like, have a, you guys have a large customer base in like Arizona, Texas, Florida, they're going to come <laughs> to New York yeah. to attend the opening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, because strong Arizona customer base. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a, listen, guys, it's a destination shop. What are you supposed to fucking do? <laughs> does every John have like a plexiglass partition? Like, again, how, like, how does it physically work? If I want to come in um, there and shop, what does it look like? So then there's going to be like one of everything out and then we'll, we'll grab your size. And I think then the sensible thing to do is if somebody tries something on, you put it aside for like three or four days. Wow. Um, yeah. let, let the Rona, let the Rona die. Um, and then, uh, you know, we, we have two dressing rooms, but I think the smart thing to do is just to only have one customer in at a time and just keep rotating the dressing rooms. We can sterilize in between. It's not, it's not an easy way to do business. It's, but, but right. you look at people who are, who are in food service, it's, it's awful. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's really, really awful. So if you're, um, so if you're so, a schmedium, if you're a schmedium and you're not really sure, you ooh. know, where you kind of fall with, uh, you know, what size you are according to your body type, uh, don't come to the 316 flagship store. Yeah. Only no, 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 no. Come and, and, and we'll tell you just to size yeah. up and that's yeah. it. And, and, and <laughs> yeah. Have it. Yeah. <laughs> don't, roll the, don't roll the dice. Ask the professional who will be <laughs> assisting you at a very safe distance of, of six feet minimum, obviously. Or more. What about private appointments? Is that going to happen? Can I book? I would. I want to see it, but can, like, can I book an appointment? Is that a thing? Yeah, that's that's do? exactly how we're going to do it. I, I think if yeah. there's nobody in the store and you're walking by, um, you can come in and we won't let anybody else in the store. But by and large, see. yeah, by and large, it'll just be if there's someone in there with an appointment, you know, which you can book online, um, then then no one else will treat it like haircuts, you know. Everybody, everybody VIP. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like well, maybe we could turn this into a positive, right? Like you, you know, you feel yeah. you feel special. Yeah, like honestly, right. Right, this is the so. this is the one time that uh, a brand is going to give a shit about you, you fucking dumb <laughs> civilian, you walking wallet, you idiot. Take advantage of it. Don't be a bozo, broke boys. <laughs> um, Andrew, just to, so we can get a sense of kind of like the whole business model of three sixteen. What is three sixteen's best seller, like season to season? Ooh, honestly, we sell. If you're talking about sheer quantities, it's just uh, white t-shirts, black t-shirts. Um, we we developed this jersey material um, with our mill in Canada, um, and that's like that's the heavyweight one that we've been selling for five or six years now. Um, and honestly, it's it's difficult to keep it in stock, and and people get mad about it, but it ends up working to your favor, right? Like as as is the case with lots of different things. Um, we're not deliberately trying to you know to slow down production or whatnot, um, but they come in big you know big shipments, and then we send them out to retailers. We sell them online. Um, does 316 yeah, have this like does 316 have like hype behind it like are there like you know denim heads are so such obsessives um and it's obviously like its own subculture do you have like uh forum heads that are like you know yeah. fucking pounding on the windows demanding a two-pack of pimas do you have a name for your um, fans <laughs> uh no i do not have a name but maybe maybe you guys can uh can come up with one um at the end the the edge help us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the <laughs> self edge, yeah. Um, wait, I have a question, Andrew. Have you run into a like, you know, premier VIP customer who's like, I have a collection of a hundred three sixteen t-shirts? Like, who do you know has the most that you've ever heard of? Um like right, like fat Joe style, I wear it once, I throw it away type yeah, which yeah, is, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. unethical as fucking. Do not do that. But I'm just no. wondering if you've heard anecdotally about any big true flexors and ballers. Um, I, I mean, I, I could go through our web store. There are people that buy, you know, a lot, uh, a lot of t-shirts or what the same jeans. 20, 20 tees. Yeah. Like there, there, I mean, or, or bottoms. Sometimes there's one guy who, who likes buying them six at a time and wow, eight at a time. Yeah. So 
Six for um, his bunker. Six for his for the difference so that he could get fades in the nuclear holocaust. Yeah. Well, at Selfedge, we had customers that would buy pairs of jeans or shirts for their different homes, which is, you know, wow. far beyond my my wow. level of understanding. Big but, fucking flex alert. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this one's going to be for my Boston home. So can you mail it there? And then I'm going to send this one to L.A. Um, but I really need to make sure that they fit exactly wow. the same. And, you know, my so there Santa are Fe fades, my Boston fades. Yeah. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady was your guy. Miami fades, et cetera. <laughs> Chowder fades. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's hard for me to relate, but um, it, it keeps, uh, it keeps the lights on. So who are, who, where do we find the biggest obsessives? Is it Japan? Has it moved on to like Korea or is it still the fucking US of A? <laughs> I would say most of our sales are in the U S um, but that's just us. Um, also Japan is uh, their economy is struggling. So yeah. they are not, they're not spending or shopping in the way that they, that they used to. Um, and then over there, things kind of go in cycles. We're actually, you know, we have, uh, we have uh, stuff going out to Japan um, this month, which is exciting. Um, but you know, they had a really high appreciation for made in America stuff for a while. And then they were off that for a bit. Um, so oh, we'll see on right now. Where, what, what were they on after the made in the USA? Um, Anecdotally or generally speaking. Yeah. I mean, I, there's always been like a, an appreciation for denim, but it's just like here, it's a subculture, you know, not everybody that's out on the street is, is wearing, you know, raw denim, but, but generally speaking, people buy a lot of clothes in Japan. You know, yes. they, 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 they really love, they love fashion. Um, but yeah, you're putting that together with a really strong secondhand resale market. Um, which um, anybody who's traveled there, you see like their vintage stores are crazy um, and, and people not earning as much money right now. And, uh, you know, have, going through a recession and, and, and a lot of stuff is, has taken a dip. Um, Johan and I went out there three years ago and they were already, you know, in the middle of that recession. And you walk into stores and the, the staff are just like hitting you with the hungry eyes. It was because it was no, no, one's, no one's fucking. They're all just spending their money on... Yeah video games and clothing. And, but in Japan, you still see those, these guys that are dressed like fucking dock workers from the fifties with like the stovepipe jeans with like the cuff up to the, to the fucking knee, basically. Yeah. Um, my kind of blue collar worker, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. What's been, so the best seller at three sixteen is the, the Pima cotton tea or the, sorry, the heavyweight. Uh, yeah. But I mean, tees. as far as dollar amount, it's, it would just be, you know, regular blue jeans. Um, obviously we're, we're always coming out with seasonal collections. We're trying new things. Um, it keeps people engaged. It keeps us engaged. Um, it's, it's really boring to make the same thing over and over again. Well, um, but at kind the, of related, at the end of the, related to that, okay. Andrew, what's been the biggest brick? What has yeah. sold the least? What has been you a know? complete money suck? Yeah. What's something that just, that didn't fucking hit whatsoever. Um, uh, I could go and look through our web store, but I can tell you straight off the top of my head, we made these collaboration shoes uh, for a 15 year anniversary with Yucatan and they were flame. They were so good. Really? And oh, nobody got them. Really? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah, nobody, nobody understood. They didn't. Um, no, one they were, the, no one wanted the juicy Yukis? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Use your brain, people. You could yeah, tell. Yeah, they were, they were cool. They were the, you know, the, the Oxfords with the, the huge rocker sole on them. Yeah. Um, and then we, we made them out of this, uh, this light tan suede. And then we sent them out to get indigo dyed. So they were like, you know, blue suede on, on this beige rocker. Um, and they were, incredible and nobody oh, got with, the, them. with the big crepes yeah, yeah i'm looking right now crepes. with the they're actually modeled after old old vibram yeah. orthopedic soles 
Yeah, this um, is when like you, a when you describe when you describe on a Zoom call, it sounds awful. It's a turbo <laughs> creeper, bro. This is a turbo, like a turbo Clark's Weaver, George yeah. Cox creeper. They fucked each other. They had a disgusting night, and then I don't know. They they somehow they just spit this out. Jeans. Some some just, fucking blue jeans got in the mix there too, and then this is the <laughs> yo. It, you really uh, you're really selling it nicely here. Yeah, they're um, using an, they're using a a denim uh, uh, indigo denim condom, which you know, yes. snapped. But yes. that indigo still leaked into the mix. Yeah, that lifestyle denim, that real good shit. That the good wouldn't the want the shoe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so that was a brick. Damn, that sucks. Damn, that's a bummer, dude. You were at, you were you your no one fucked with the vision, but you knew. What no, you were. no, and and you know everybody goes through that. It's not you know no designer is immune to that. You know what wouldn't fucking sit on shelves and collect dust is a 316 throwing fits collaboration. I don't Ooh. know what that looks like. Yee. Save that for constructive criticism. Yes, it's not in there, but we'll take it. Right oh, now. shit. But also, yeah, yeah, might as well. Yo, bang our line. We literally have nothing to do. We say this whatever. So, okay. So, the, so this weird, like, it, you know, indigo, creeper, rocker, Frankenstein thing didn't hit. You know, it did fucking hit, Andrew, and was a genius decision on whoever's made this uh, choice was a. Uh, Signing up Moy to write the 316 newsletter. Shout out John Moy. The boy. Uh, paid. Yeah, boy. Denim gods. We, who made, who made that decision? John. Yeah. Um, and and we, how many thousands of people signed up for the newsletter? Thousands and thousands. <laughs> oh, so many. Um, and then we <laughs> lost all of them when uh, over the course of the, the next month when we started posting about racism and John posted no. stuff about racism and they just started, yeah, they started unsubscribing. So yeah. probably like a net even. Um, at this point. Um, Jesus Christ. So but, you used Moy to Trojan horse social justice. <laughs> I mean, hey, we, you, us too. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was already happening. Um, anybody who doesn't know that that's an important part of, of what we do. Um, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. We're, no, this, we're, yeah. We're, 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 where have you been? Honestly. Um, yeah. and so when people leave crazy comments on, on our Instagram feed, or if they send us, wild emails um just like have you not followed along with you know what right. we've said i mean we did go harder this year you know sure. for sure and and, and and so there's there's a lot a lot a lot to do and 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 in looking at how things are we realize how much there is left to do um but come on it's been there um at, so as a as a business owner when you lose a customer to the fact that you guys are trying to address you know social and racial issues in your um in your little like 360 universe like what's your attitude towards those people is it like no come back you're so sexy or is it like yo fuck <laughs> you like get the fuck out of here fuck off um i have tried to maintain civility uh in Good most cases but i've but i've gotten i've gotten a little it's definitely gotten a little spicier um in the in the past couple of weeks um sometimes uh i'll actually go and look up to see how much they've spent Oh, um, and and so you broke, bitch. You broke yeah. racist bitch. Oh, uh, that yo, that's a dangerous game because James and I we see it with our Patreon exit uh, interviews and like people being like, "Oh, the pot is pandering now." Oh, really? Take yeah. your five dollars yeah. and shove it up your fucking dick and eat my ass, <laughs> you fucking moron. <laughs> I don't want actually, your blood money. Yeah, no, it's I, I, something I, I meant to ask beforehand. Is just like, what has that been like for you guys? It's the same, um, man. People don't get it, and if you if you're so obtuse, that's the word I use. Because if you didn't get it, whether it's throwing fists, the only podcast that matters, or three sixteen, the jean store. Here's the deal: if you didn't get it along the way, 
then I, I don't want a customer that dumb. I, I know dumb people spend money. So for me, it's like at a certain point, it's not worth it because that customer, by the way, manifests, it's, it, they manifest their idiocracy in so many other ways that honestly, talk about a net even, losing their money is really a net even when you think about it. That's all I feel. Yeah. Get them out but, of here. I don't care. But I do, on the flip side of that, I think like it's very visible when someone's like, fuck you guys. Like I, I'm not paying for like whatever, like lessons racism, but on the flip side, and Andrew, I don't know if you've, if you've uh, gotten this response as well. We've gotten a lot of people that are like, yo, thank you guys for like, uh, especially the younger customer base or the younger like fan base. They're like, Hey, like I didn't know how to interact or engage or like where to start. And so you guys like, whether it's like Patia's fantasy worlds, you know, guide to dismantling systemic racism or hearing like Chris Gibbs talk about it. They're like, Oh, okay. Like now I kind of have a starting point at least to like tug on that thread. Yeah. Um, and that's always kind of just like outweighed the fucking idiots that are just like, Ugh, like, yeah, not stick to clothes, bro. <laughs> We're going to, we've everyone, literally gotten that email. We've yeah, literally gotten, stick you know, clothes, bro, stick, yeah. stick to jeans, bro. You make jeans. <laughs> stick yo, to can, that. yo, can it be the title of the episode? Stick to jeans, bro. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, yeah. I mean, my, like, I think that everyone on this call can agree that like, you're going to do the right thing. That's honest to what your brand is, you know? Uh, just like 316 has always been honest to itself, just like James and I have always been honest to ourselves, regardless of what whatever brand we were using. But whatever brand we hadn't lost the IP on that day, because yeah. that tends to happen. It's just like, you know, and, and I think that to James's point, right, you have to do that because you should set a good example and you should educate and amplify it, as Chef likes to say. But yeah, for these fucking idiots, it's not going to change their mind for some of these guys. And like, they want to pop off and they want to do their thing and for whatever motivation to get clout, you know, get some fucking Instagram likes on a comment, like, you know, okay, do your, say your piece and please be gone forever. Cause you're truly meaningless. You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Embarrassing yeah. Us and you're embarrassing yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself, bro. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, before we get too deep into the racism, because I don't want to, you know, turn off the entire audience. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh no, James. No, for real. No, no, Republicans, no. you know, listen to <laughs> They do. Repu- Republicans, Republicans- Republicans buy Roman swipes too. They yeah, buy Rep- dick swipes too. <laughs> Republicans have dicks too. Um, yeah. Republicans have legs too. Speaking of which, as we all know, a good pair of jeans should last a dude their entire lifetime. I sent my dad to Self Edge to get his like 1970s Levi's trucker repaired. Um, so the fact that this product is supposed to last your entire life, that's clearly a flawed business plan <laughs> to just get into <laughs> denim in, in, to begin with. So you, you mentioned to me earlier that you're launching this side project soon, which I assume is either like a vanity project or it's an exit ramp. Why don't you tell us which it is and like what the fuck you're doing? Um, it's, a, it's definitely a vanity project because it doesn't make much money, um, but it's just something fun <laughs> so to do. Um, sounds like this podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I have a tendency to, to, to get involved with stuff that is extremely unprofitable. Um, and, and this is probably another one of them, but, um, I, I, I got together with, uh, Wes who designs the 316 and our friend Jordan, who's a graphic designer, uh, friend in Seattle. And we've been making a bootleg, um, art t-shirts. So think about like what it would look like if a museum actually made good merch or if, um, people made t-shirts out of, uh, old exhibition posters and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, we did, we did one run right at the beginning of the pandemic because all of a sudden we, we had time to, right. um, it was something I'd been putting off for a year or so. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And then, and then we, 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 we put that out there. Um, 
and then uh, yeah, this week we're 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 releasing four new T-shirts. Um, so you oh, know, shit. just so this yeah, is a press. Just, this is your press push. This is the press junket for yeah. For us. <laughs> This is all. I, listen, Andrew. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but you need a better PR, bro. This is all you could. This is all they could well, Am I going to come on the pod and talk about the thing that doesn't make any money? Sure, right. That too. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Maybe it's just a. Maybe it's just another personal problem for you. You got to. You got to hit up Sandrine Charles from last week. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh, she's great. She is. She she's is great. That was, that was she's an excellent episode. Uh, oh, thank you very much. Uh, speaking of not excellent things i want to ask you this is something james hit me up he's like what do you really want to ask andrew uh and, nor- and normally i, I yeah. give lawrence his chance every episode he goes i don't know man but that, i was I'm first i'm fucking I'm fucking smoking about weed bro. whatever what i was but gonna say this is time he really was like i have a question that i need to ask wow i'm honored i'm ready let's go yeah so when you see brands like amiri right not like Amiri. When you see Amiri sell <laughs> millions of dollars of product a year, uh, what? How do you feel? Can you just break me break down your mental? Are you like uh, Michael Douglas and falling down? Are you ready to go fucking berserk or what? Where are you at? Um, we might have. To, yeah, we might have to cut this later. Oh but, damn. Um, okay. Um, I, I. It's okay. It's fine. I don't want to put yeah. you on the spot if you don't want to answer it. No, it's fine. I, I just. But but over. I don't want to talk about Amiri specifically, but sure. in general, what Johan and I have realized is that like corny stuff sells. And I'm not just talking about Amiri. I'm just like, why do you think Untuck It makes so much money? Facts. Right? It's just, it's, it's just. It's because they, they uh, are on the PPP loan program twice. Yeah. Ooh. They, they Ooh. snuck yeah. in that second PPP. <laughs> How much My did they get? They got a crazy amount of money. Two to five in the, between two to five the two, mil? The two to five range, but. Yeah, that, ye- that easy range. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> They untucked it and tucked yeah. it. <laughs> they tucked their whole summer. <laughs> retucked. Yo, I'm about to make you untuck your whole summer. In oh, that's I'm going to tweet that right now. That's yeah. oh, God damn it. <laughs> do that from throwing. Yeah. From throwing fits. Do it from throwing. Fits. Okay, so all right. Ch- yeah. Chuck, Chuck, can you do one thing this week, please, and show off in front yeah. of Andrew? <laughs> I'm a ama- I'm a- I'm about to make you untuck. Your whole and just spell it all right. You know how to do yeah, it. You, you know, yeah, don't you know fuck it do. up, dude. It's just one tweet. Don't blow it. <laughs> no, Andrew, Andrew, what goes through your head when you see somebody kind of like seize on something that 316 is like tangential to, whether it's denim, jeans, or, you know, so, some like uh, workwear stuff that is in your world and just fucking run with it and make like a milli in a day? It, it really is totally fine. I mean, the thing is for us is we don't need to be huge. Um, I think we need to um, serve our customers well and then uh, put it in front of new customers. That's the thing. Like when you talked before about what, it, what, what kind of business you know, plan is it to, to, to sell something that lasts for a long time? Um, <laughs> we are all John's enthusiasts. So even though we have enough clothes to last several lifetimes, we still like to buy things and we still like to wear new things. Um, and our customers are the same way. So maybe the jeans are in the closet for a couple of years. Um, but we still make shirts, we still make jackets, we still make, you know, accessories and whatnot. Um, and there's just like, there's still people who are learning about nice clothes every single day. Um, so for us, we're, we're still growing, we're still healthy. So there's really no, you know, need to waste time being bitter or looking at like who's doing what. Um, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, there's no point in, you know, sitting here talking about like, what corny brand is is doing what you know what kind of numbers like that's just what's going to happen for the do you you even pay attention do you even pay attention or do you kind of operate with blinders on where it's like i know what 
as the co-founder of 316, like I know what our mission is. I'm not even fucking paying attention to you, Herbs, like because <laughs> I don't want to get distracted by the corniness. Or I mean, do you have a sense of what's out of what's happening out there? And you're just like, even if it's just to like, like <laughs> really? That <laughs> I find it hard to believe when people say that they don't look at anything and I'm like, I'm in, I'm in tunnel vision. I, I think you have to, you have to pay attention to what's happening out there. It's so cool, it's a cool lie that creatives say people have probably <laughs> this show and said that same shit verbatim. And we were probably like, Oh yeah, totally. And the audience at home can't see I'm doing the jerk off motion yeah. right next to my face right. on zoom. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll know. Photoshop that later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I think anybody who is is in a creative field has to pay attention to what's happening around them. Um, so we do, um, and 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 you know, there's definitely times when you're you're bummed, um, but but that's not really what what occupies our time. Like we spend our time looking at people who are doing it right, and uh, you know, people who are who are uh, consistent. I think consistency is something that I've been looking at for um, over the past couple of years. Like who has been able to create a look. Um, that doesn't get old year after year. Um, and that customers can still, you know, come back to and appreciate. Um, so without, without getting boring, right. That's, that's the, that's the danger. Um, I mean, a lot of these brands that kind of ride waves and and find their moment, they're very tied into the celebrity industrial complex. I know that 316 is antithetical to the whole like celebrity thing, but if you had to have your druthers, who would be your dream celebrity? to become like a fucking six, three, six teenage dirt bag. I just made that up by the way. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. That's pretty good. Three, six teenage. Wow. Dirt bag? Yeah. Three, um, mafia. Yo. Oh. <laughs> there it is. You were not the first to say it, but, but that is, that that's is probably the best what we title so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Working title. Yeah. Um, working title. Yeah. If you I had to pick know. somebody, who would it be? I can't, off the top of my head, um, you know, I've uh, been listening to the new Freddie Gibbs album. Ooh! Um, and uh, Freddie Gibbs with the almost fully unbuttoned vacation shirt. Yes. With some chains underneath. I, I, I'd be okay with that. Dude, Freddie Gibbs is, well, obviously, we've talked Freddie on the pod. He's incredible. Alfredo slaps. Uh, honestly, it was probably my favorite record of 2020 until the new Saw Baby dropped, which obviously mm-hmm. is very much ride or die for. Um, King's Queen. Do you want to take any of my D? Yeah. <laughs> um, yo, that would be, he's sneaky stylish. He oh, yeah, 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 yeah. the needle, dude, for sure. That would be yeah. cool as hell. Yeah. No, and that's just like fanboying, you know, like. Yeah. Any, and, you know, any, any musician that you, hey. you love listening to would be fun Boy to see. Boy can dream. Great out, and great outro music now for the podcast. Fucking hey. gangsta Gibbs on here, bro. Let's who would go. be the who would be the worst celebrity <laughs> to come through in the fucking striped vacation shirt or the wax cotton bucket or just like <sighs> your, you know the the year to year three sixteen denim? Could like, anyone ruin the bucket or the vacation shirt? Like how bad? How much of a fucking, speaking of herbivores, James, how much of a loser do you have to be to ruin that? I'm actually very curious about who I mean, anybody can wear it okay, but right. if you as a person, as your character um, sure. mars it, that's really what would do it for me, right? I think that, that's, that's kind of like the, the calling card of 316 is it is hard to fuck up. Right. Sure. It is hard to fuck up wearing 316, but yeah. if somebody were to wear it and be associated, it's like, oh yeah, like that... Yeah, Justin Bieber, total three six mafia head, like three sixteen <laughs> mafia head. Like, who would it be? Would it be 
Would it be Kanye? Would it be Bieber? I'm naming all former uh, Def Jam artists, so that's great. Um, <laughs> nice. Jeez. About to get hit with the gag know. order. I, 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 I guess I wouldn't tell people about it, right? Like, just if we ignore it, maybe it'll just right. go away. Right. So, so very, press like, this is not Justin Bieber wearing our new vacation shirt. <laughs> what if this is version? What if Baron Trump just was like, oh, yeah, no. fucking flat file tee. That shit is gas. You got big, and tall, you got big and tall virgin, uh, versions <laughs> for that fucking freak? <laughs> I would be bummed. Yeah. I'd be bummed. Um, speaking of Baron Trump, Andrew, you said that, you know, when, when I asked you ahead of time, I was like, what do you not want to talk about? Uh, which, you know, we ask all guests and when they tell us we ignore because fuck, you know, we're nothing. How do you think we win these Pulitzers? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Ask, we only ask big questions. No Acquiescing questions. to the guests? Yeah. Never. I fucking we ask co- questions about Mike and Miri. Yeah. You think we're going to coddle their genitalia? No. Um, but you did say that you wanted to talk about racism. So. Sup. Yeah. Go off, King. Well, you, no, no, no. I just you um, a great I, message I, I, on your website and on Instagram. Well, your whole staff left a, 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 a cornucopia, a variety of wonderful personal essays. Yours was about a bunch of feelings, right? And I don't know if you want to take this opportunity to relay, but I, I found it, it was, I thought it was extremely poignant and relatable. It was stirring. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, like it, it was, it was, you know, how I was feeling. I, I, I think I struggled a lot with, with guilt, um, guilt over like, should we have done more sooner? Should we have been more vocal earlier? Um, and the answer obviously is yes. Um, <laughs> but also just not knowing how to be there for, for black friends without, you know, I don't know. And this might be just my own insecurity, but, um, cause they know where I stand. They know how I feel about them and, and, and whatnot, but it just, in that moment, you know, it just felt really, really uncomfortable. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think looking at how brands and stores have bricked it these past, you know, few months, um, and also just seeing people, myself included, stumble over their own words and just not really know, you know, what to say and how to say it. Um, I am definitely down for anybody who's just trying to figure out their voice and figure out how they can fit in um, and, and, and join the fight. You know, like we're all at different places, to be honest. Um, and, and there was definitely a point where I was frustrated with myself and I was frustrated with other people. Um, like, I don't want to see a brand saying like, oh, we didn't post earlier because we just didn't know where we stood on the subject and we needed to do research. I'm like, what do you need to research? About? Yeah, uh, word. <laughs> you need to relive like your whole life. Yeah, like that, that made me They're Googling what racism, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, you know what is racism? <laughs> Just found out racism exists. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so sad, bro. It's a guy who's sad. What, what the fuck? <laughs> I, did, I mean, I think that what you guys did, which was a, uh, a significant, but maybe like a subtle but significant step beyond what other brands and people did was that you didn't put out like a comp, like a brand statement. You each put out your personal statement as like a human and you put your name and your photo next to it. Um, and obviously there are like nuanced differences between what everyone's saying, but it wasn't yeah. just like three sixteen believes that black lives matter. Yeah. You're like here, like I am Andrew Chen. I am, you know, James Harris. I am Lauren Schlossman. And this is like my uh, personal in this moment, what I'm thinking and, and you know, what yeah. my actions are or should be. That would have been the um, first time like, that people found out 316 itself as a brand was not an actual person, you know, yeah. people fucking operate. Well, yeah, I think there are people that, that may feel a little disconnected um, and, and that might have, 
um, help them a little bit. But I, I think that in in this fight, um, one of our biggest weapons is is just personal relationships, and 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 you know we know that arguing with people via email or, or comment sections is very, very unlikely to, to bear any fruit. Um, but a lot of our customers know us. They, they come to our store, they meet us, we'll have a happy hour. Um, or if they see us on Instagram live or they follow our personal accounts. So we're, we're real people, not just Johan and I, but you know, everybody that, 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 um, is on the team. And so our first hangup was like, we didn't want to, center ourselves or make it look like, Hey, look at us and, and, and what we're talking about. And so we had to be really careful about that. And we, we mentioned that, but, um, our hope was that if we give you personal messages on how we're processing and what we're thinking about, maybe it'll make it a little bit more real for you, or maybe you can relate to some of the things that we're going through. Um, and because yeah, if you're not black, you're, you're, you're probably just at in some way or another, just tripping over yourself. Um, um, unless you are, um, an activist that's writing books. Um, the rest of us have a lot of work to do. Um, and so I think being open and honest about where we were at and what we had learned, um, and, and what we still didn't know, um, was, uh, our, our, our effort to, to just like extend a hand and reach out to people, especially like, you know, um, nobody's hanging out in person right now. Um, so that was, uh, that was it. It was, it was well received by some, a lot of people didn't like it. Um, but a lot of people did like it. Um, and, and then there's a lot of people who didn't email back and maybe they're just marinating and that's, that's okay. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's good. If you have nothing to say, that's, and you read it, that's good. Yeah. I want to bring it though, from, from the macro to the micro for a second. Um, cause you know, you are a non-white person, but you are, you're a real man's man. I don't know if you know this, Andrew, <laughs> but like you're a fucking grizzled ass whiskey guzzling fucking big doink smoking you love your cigars you're fucking grilling chicken every night it seems like you're yadded up with very cool tattoos i saw i saw skull very cool um bad ass never seen one of those before and you run your own businesses i mean typically in this country asian american men are not considered what is like you know known as like traditionally masculine right we're 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 we are tradition or typically uh, like seen as like more like effeminate or like emasculated. I wouldn't even say like effeminate, emasculated. Have you run into the stereotype specifically in like the menswear arena? And like, how do you address it? How do you deal with it? Like, I don't know. Tell me about that. Um, I don't think we've ever, you know, ran into anything like that. At least stateside, it doesn't matter that much um, if you're Asian. Um, I think it matters if you're black. We've we've started to see that. Um, right. and, and, and you're not going to get, um, you know, the same kinds of opportunities, but I don't think we've ever been held back because of, uh, of our, our ethnicity. Um, I think it, it could happen outside of America if you want to keep it a buck. Um, sometimes people want to buy stuff that's made in America from people who look more American. Um, mm. but here, you know, where the bulk of our business is done, I, I haven't really felt anything like that. Um, which yeah, which I'm thankful for, you know, um, and, and I think that, you know, we, we just kind of, we move forward and we try and be cognizant and mindful of people who, who do not get um, the same kind oh, of, sure. of opportunities. So what about like, do you consider like the model minority thing to be like, what do you think about that stereotype? Or is that, you know, I think that is something that I think Asian Americans probably have a strong opinion on. What do you, what are your thoughts there? I think it's hot trash. Um, really? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it, it's it's what it's what um, racism does to to all different ethnicities is that it turns you into a monolith and right. and and it, it and it makes you um, think that you can judge an entire you know people group you know based on 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 uh, misinformation. Um, yeah, and and do I think that it it drove a, you know it it made us a you know a wedge between? Yeah, absolutely. I I really I really see that, and and part of. Um, me having to deal with racism is looking at the way that I was raised and the opinions that were, you know, given to me um, by my parents and 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 people around me, and having to to deal with that first and foremost. Um, you know, like there's just a there is, you know, across many different ethnicities, there's a fear of a black planet. So um, it, it, we we just have to um, understand like the the subtle and the the not so subtle ways that it came up um, and why why you know. Why, why, why did we lock the doors in our cars when we were driving through certain neighborhoods? Um, right. I mean, that, that's just white people just positioning, just puppet mastering different like yeah. ethnic racial groups against one another, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, really what, what was, what was hard, uh, I think to, for, for, you know, I, I hope my parents don't listen to this. Um, um, I, I think know, man, 18 million people tune in every week. Yeah. <laughs> Might be that. This is a good. Might be um, Mr. and Mrs. Chen. I think what's, I think what's difficult for, uh, Asian immigrants um, to understand is that um, just because you were able to make it work um, coming over here with nothing doesn't mean that it's an equal level playing field for all. And my parents really did come over here with nothing. Um, and 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 I admire and respect and I'm thankful for everything that they did for me, for my sister. Um, and they they went through some awful things too. You know, let's 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 be real about that. It was not easy for them by any means. But when you look at it that way, um, you have a tendency to fall into this like self-righteous attitude where you like, you know, well, I did it. I was able to pull myself up. I, you know, I was self-made. So if anybody else is um, not able to, then they're making poor life choices or, um, you know, it, it, and it's hard to look at a bigger picture. Uh, my dad um, worked as a recreational therapist at a, at a hospital in the Bronx and he just, you know, he, 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 he helped with, you know, he helped with drug addicts. Um, and so he saw the worst of the worst. Um, and you could go one of two ways with that. You can see it as um, a systemic issue. Why do they keep coming back? Why do we, you know, help them and empower them? And then two weeks later, they're back in here. Um, or you can look at it as like, it's hopeless. Um, and, and he never told me which way he's, you know, he, he stood on it, but you could, you could kind of tell. Um, right. I mean, the, the whole, the whole bootstrap myth is, is absolute bullshit in this day and age. Uh, maybe when, you know, America like had in like the fucking, you know, 18 dickities or whatever, but also like, it's almost, it's almost as if, and not to like, uh, you know, toss down against sweeping generalizations of entire populations and, and groups of people that are in different situations, but it's almost as if like coming here as an immigrant on a blank slate, you're almost, you're, well, you are better off, better off than someone that's been caught in like systems of oppression through generational oppression. Since jump. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's like, and then I really do think that um, the model minority myth or it's like, oh, well they did it. Why can't you do it? That's just like absolute, just puppet mastery from like the hegemonic white class um, in my opinion. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm with it. Andrew, uh, have you tried to talk to your parents about like how, what their perspective is on what's happening now? Or is that something that the generational gap is? No, no, this is, this is what I think all of us, like, this is what all of us have to do in every possible regard. Um, and my sister and I um, have, have therapy tech sessions when one of us talks to our parents and, and, and they just lose it and we have right. to 
you know, talk each other off the ledge and, 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 and say, look, um, take a break this week. I'll call them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's slow going, but I will say this. Um, my mom has been reading books that she doesn't usually read and, you know, even over the past couple of years. And so, um, at her age, uh, I believe it's still possible to change and to learn and to grow. And so that's something that we all have to, you know, come to grips with too, is that, you know, uh, it's, it's very easy to, to have a self-righteous attitude when it comes to racism and, and, and looking at the people around you that may not be on the same page as you or not as far along as, as you want them to be. Um, I mean, where were we five years ago, 10 years ago? Um, we didn't know the things that we knew. Um, and so for my mom to be able to, to read uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates um, mm. and to, mm. to talk about how uh, it moved her because it was just experiences that she never saw or sure. heard from before. Um, and, uh, you know, Just Mercy was free um, to stream uh, last month. Um, so we told her, go watch it. And she watched it and, and, and she said, we have to talk about it. It was so, it was so moving. And, and so we have to get from the, oh, it was so dramatic and such a sad story to this is this is real uh, a real yeah. this is this yeah. is what it is this is a reality and, and 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 if we don't do anything about it and if we don't educate ourselves and educate the people around us then uh it will continue um so you know it's just you, you got to be it's patient a process. and it's a process yeah, and, trust the process you, you gotta toss some things that they can understand too um you know we can't you can't go super hard in the pain all the time um, my mom worked in banking so i saw an article about how predatory and exclusionary banks are towards blacks. Um, and so I sent her that and I was like, Hey, check this out. You know, and I know that that would be of interest to her. My dad's in the healthcare. So, you know, we should be sending him stuff that relates to his personal interests and, you know, take the conversations as they come. For sure. Um, Andrew, speaking of racists, let's talk about arguably the most successful jeansman of our time. Jean Titi. <laughs> Jean Titi. Why hasn't he gotten been the fuck out of here? Bro, come on, man. Why is he still, I mean, I'm really, really confused. I, I, I don't know why. Why do people give him the benefit of the doubt is because he's French. Tunisian. Do you guys think that cancel culture has ramped up recently in the past year or two? Like what if he said that today? Don't you think that he would have taken what he said today and the things that he said, the things that he said to rehash for anyone that wasn't paying attention in 2015, 2016. Yeah. 16. He, he is a, uh, he is, a descendant of Tunisian immigrants yeah. to France, um, Tunisia's in Africa. Mm-hmm. And he said that he's allowed to say the N word because Kanye told him that he could. Yep. And the, the ultimate thing, hood pass. <laughs> the other thing is that, uh, and he collaborated with Kanye. Yeah. Um, and it, oh, oh, he and said it out loud at the Kanye presentation. Cause the collection yes. of the Timbs, cause the Timberlands song, uh, with Jay-Z that I don't need to repeat here. Yeah. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I think Dude's also it had to do it had to do with like the fact that someone's like, why do you have Timberlands on the models? And he's yeah. like, oh, because Buddy's in Paris yes. and we go in gorillas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is that he put up a uh, Instagram post of like a cherry blossom. Oh uh, yeah. And he said like cherry blossom, which I'm allowed to say because I'm for those not watching at home because you're a South uh, Park writer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so. I guess like, you know, there's obviously uproar and apology, but like, why the fuck has he not? Did he apologize? He definitely, did he apologize? I, think I don't he, I think it was a like, non-apology. Ass, like, I think it was like, yeah, I'm sorry yeah, you yeah. felt that way or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, definitely a lot for the better, you know, I, we're, we're all hyper aware and, and through information sharing in this day and age, nothing gets past anybody anymore. Um, I think it works to to some's detriment. I, I think Sandrine uh, addressed it really well last week when you were like, 
yo, when is a brand actually canceled uh, for you? And she says, I want to, I want to work with people who want to change, um, which I thought was really, really um, generous of her. Um, but, you know, we're also on, on the positive side, you know, people are showing their ass now and, and we know where they stand. Um, Show and, us your ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's a lot it's of different. people that, that saw, you know, this, like saw the fuck shit and was like, yo, I'm good. I'm not buying APC anymore. Like, I think. It, it, it's funny because, you know, this is something that I always like Moy and, and Gian and obviously, you know, people, when this happened, James, I think we were all at complex at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, this was, four you know, it was very clear what was the right side of history, but seemingly nobody gave a shit. And that might be because uh, at least the second one was, you know, was racism towards Asians and people being like, well, whatever, not that bad. That's a funny joke that I laugh about, you know, on South Park or whatever, right? Like kind of what we were alluding to earlier. Um, and I, I wonder if part of it is like people were like, you know, I, this, can you separate the art from the artist? And people were like, I still want petite standards. Yeah. Like, you just don't give a shit, right? But I feel like I don't even remember him apologizing at all. And I don't remember it being a, a big deal. And like, and you know, you have Moy writing his take on four pins, but I don't remember it being any type of thing that anyone really gave. I feel, a shit was, about, I feel like that was kind of it. Yeah. I, like I don't even, it. yeah. And he might've, and people might've even looked at him being like, and, and I don't remember exactly. Yo, and, chill, right? Yo, or be like, Oh, it's okay. not that big of a deal, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, bro. You know, this is four pins, bro. You know, or whatever yeah. the fuck. So it's the same, it's kind of like the same fucking shit that we're talking about now, even to some degree with the newsletters and, you know, the, the worst of our worst listeners who are now gone, but you know, that's, that's how I remember it at least. You know, let's bring it. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, Andrew. go for it. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was going to, I was going to get off this. So if you have the final word. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know why, I, I don't know why it wasn't a bigger deal, but you know, just generally in this, in this time, you know, not in the same, you know, vein of, of uh, the black experience at all, but you know, given COVID, you know, there's, there's plenty of, of anti-Asian sentiment to go around. Um, there's, you know, people who are afraid to to leave their houses in Chinatown. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah. So like none of that stuff has gone away and it's, it's only been amplified. It's been amplified by 45. It's been amplified, um, by people who, uh, now have feel the boldness, um, to, to simplify, um, a virus that, that does not, you know, originate or discriminate at all. A fucking um, asshole in San Francisco the birthplace Yo, of Self Edge, the crazy. least stylish city in America. Um, fucking <laughs> Michael, whatever. What? It beats Los Angeles? Ooh, it's close, bro. Ooh. Pick your pick your poison, lesser of evils, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one has yeah, more? Yeah, yeah. Which one has more all birds? Yeah. One has know, more the, more. One has more chrome and Amiri, and one has more all birds. <laughs> you know. A lot of common projects. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I, but I'm yeah, so yeah, I said so. That guy, he just he said, you know, Trump is gonna f you, and like he was just mad that they were singing a happy birthday song. Um, that was crazy. That, that was dude was really, just really crazy. Eating by himself, like the lonely fucking nerd he is. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, and then he ended up backpedaling. He was like, I was raised uh, to 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 believe that you know, every, you know, all all races and ethnicities were equal. I'm like, oh, all, the, hard, yeah, all lives matter. Oh, yeah. so that's the essay version of all lives matter, bro. You don't need the word count. There's no limit here, bro. You can, yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, it's very subtle and it's insidious. And like my, my, you know, my, right before we went into New York city lockdown, my, my kids um, started getting it at school. They're in third grade really? and second grade. Yeah. Yeah. One of them, one of them was told like, you know, you've got COVID cause you're Chinese and wow. whatever. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, my younger one, uh, I, I just, you know, I packed him a lunch and, uh, and, uh, the, one of his classmates said like, you know, that's disgusting. You know, someone said like, is it a bat? Um, and, wow. uh, and they, they flipped it over. So I had to, uh, Shit. You know, I, I had to talk to, talk to the school, but I, I had to talk to them too, because, um, what he had a them? friend that stuck, no, I, well, one of his friends stuck up for him. He was like, why is it gross? You know, like he likes it. He's, he's eating his lunch, leave him alone. Right. Um, and I told him that if, how did it feel when, when that, when, when that kid stuck up for you, he said, it felt good. I'm like, you have to do that for other people. Cause there's like, that's going to happen, you know, to others throughout the rest of their lives. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's out there, but you know, I, I don't think for Asians, it's a time for us to, to, to say like, well, you know, let us enter the oppression Olympics. You know, right. I, I think right. it's, it's a, it's an opportunity to understand that yes, there is discrimination in, in America and it's, and it's rampant and there is. Um, there are, there are systemic issues that, that blacks have fought hard to, you know, um, to com- they've, they've tried to combat for, you know, before we even arrived in this country. Um, and, and, and that, you know, that's something to, to understand and to, to back. So for sure. Um, I want to move on from the timely relevant news of COVID and, you know, this, this m- moment in America with, you know, upheaval around, uh, race relations to maybe some like sunnier, brighter relevancy in news, which is uh, we were recently teased with this juicy collab news between 316 and 18 East, two brands with numbers in their names. Um, That's a big guess. Slapper, my G confirmed. What's mm. that? What's that collab looking like? What are we, what are we working with here? We also, mean, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence, are you peeing right now? Uh, yes. I've shut my camera off and I'm going on mute because I am taking a PP, a PPP. <laughs> Thank you very much. PPP, my G. Um, first off, we definitely didn't make enough of them. Um, so that's a bummer. Um, what what that did is, you not make enough of? What do we, what do we, uh, what do we, oh, oh, we, uh, we, we made a, we made a, a, a jacket together. Um, and it was, uh, something that was, uh, on our design board for a while. Um, it was something that we wanted to do. Um, and it was part of what I had mentioned earlier. We wanted to do some special projects with, with, uh, our, our new neighbors on Elizabeth street, um, which Antonio is one of, and, yeah. uh, we, it's cool. We met him through Jeremy. Um, we, he opened his shop up right when we started to look at the space. So we ended up walking back and forth down Elizabeth and, and our design studio on Forsyth a lot. Um, and every time we saw him in there, we would pop in. Um, and, uh, yeah, late in the year, um, we told him, Hey, we're, we're, we're ready. We're getting ready to open the shop up. We want to, you know, work on a couple special projects. And, uh, he has this really beautiful, um, hand quilted fabric from India, um, that he had used, um, in a, in a different colorway in the past. And so we started talking about this jacket that we could do. We, we tried to bring a few of our design elements into it, but he handled the production and, uh, yeah, so we have uh, it's a it's a double zip jacket out of this uh, hand quilted fabric that's been indigo dyed, which he hasn't. I don't think he's done with that before. Um, and then there's like a a black indigo dye, so it looks like faded charcoal. Um, and uh, yeah, it will it will release when we open the store. And oh yeah, um, and there'll be unfortunately a lot of disappointed people because because we were only able to, to to make a small number of them. Limited edition is what you're saying. Yeah. And we yeah. know that we got top uh, now or forever hold your peace. And we know yeah. that we got four. We got four. You know, heading out to uh, you know. Oh right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, everybody's everybody's a buddy when when it hits the the Instagram stories. You know. <laughs> Yo, Andrew, what's good, yeah. man? You want to come on the podcast? <laughs> ah, cool. 
<laughs> Yo, all right. So you got 18 East collabs, you got other collabs in the works. Who's like your dream brand or whatever business institution, uh, you know, podcast uh, individual <laughs> to collaborate with? Like if you had your druthers again, who would you be like, wow. Yo, I want to partner up with you and why? Uh- I don't want, I mean, like as a brand, I don't want to speak for both of us. Um, I, I, I think, uh, I don't think Johan is down for, for New Balance, but I am. Um, I've been wearing New Balance for a long time. And, um, you know, if, uh, if, uh, if you're listening to the pod. What's um, the one model that here. you would want to freak? And I guess we'll touch on this and fuck with not fuck with working title, but what is the GOAT New Balance model for you? I'm really curious. Also, we can definitely hit the plug if you want us to make that happen. Yeah, we can. Find, finder's fee, finder's fee. Yeah. What is the one model? Um, it would be the 990 V2. That's, that's, that's mine. Um, and that is what I would like to do. Um, I feel like underrated, <laughs> an underrated V, an underrated version. Uh, it's, uh, that's, that's the one as far as I'm Really? Concerned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The most I, orthopedic, I the most life, geriatric. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Life rules. Um, he just turned forty. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to really go go great with your two tone Tony Soprano sub, bro. <laughs> it's for my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um I only like New Balances with the little ends. Right. Like if, wow. If it's, okay. a, if it's got a big end, I will not. Well, right. Not that limits a lot of the the heaters yeah. and slappers and bangers that you could tie onto your dogs. Well, you know yeah. why the big end the big ends. Uh, ones are popular in Germany with the neo Nazis. I'm serious. Yeah, I know. V fours is that is that the neo Nazi shoe of choice? They love the V fours and the V fives. Well, I think they love the N word more than anything. That's no, probably it stand, no for them. It stands for Nazi. <laughs> v, oh, that right, never mind. They're N word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, all right, so New Balance, we're going to make that happen for you. We're going to put you in touch with our, our guy. Little ends only. Who yeah. dubbed us on the uh, Throwing Fist. There's a podcast balance, name. But yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll make the, the 316, the 316-990. We'll make it happen. Ooh. Yeah. All yeah, right, James, what were you saying? What did, what did Frankie say about us? Uh, we got dubbed on the whole Throwing Fist thing. Where, you know, we had the juice oh, with the, right. the previous podcast endeavor, but whatever. Yeah. We're, we're going to make it happen. Yeah, yeah um, we'll sacrifice our own collab so that Andrew can get a collab on the exactly. littlest end that exists. Yeah, we'll do that. Because uh, we're that good of guys. Sure. Well, then, um, Andrew, you've been running your own shit for a minute now. Me and Lawrence, we're kind of new to this. So I guess this is a question as much for us as it is for the 18 million listening at home. What's the biggest misconception people have about like running their own business? Like what myth you just want to fucking strike down right now? Bust. What myth do you want to bust upon? <laughs> I don't know. What are, what are some, what are some things that people think about running your own business that it's, this that shit it's, is easy to me. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is, it's easy or it's fun. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not easy, but it is a lot of fun. Um, unless you're selling something that you're not super excited about, you know, then, then it, it is a job like anything else. But um, yeah, I don't know. I came from corporate America. I I, I worked a regular day job, you know, the first couple of years of, of doing this. And and uh, really, what was your job? I was in IT consulting. Nerd, Some nerd yeah. shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I would I would uh, I would be working on this um instead of doing what I was supposed to be doing. Um, I would be calling retailers during work days, and then I would go home and work on it at night. I would do it on the weekends. Um, and the first day that I quit my job to work on this, um, 
you know, and you, you're able to wake up and that's the first thing that you can think about and get to. It is, it is great. And I know that you guys are going through that right now. Goddamn. Yeah. Both right. It's different, right? Start thinking about this shit at Yo, like, you know, 1 p.m., 2 p.m. Like Working for yourself hit different, dude. You definitely stay up later at night worrying that you ruined your life. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 But, but I think that these, these stresses do go away over time, obviously, if, if it is successful. Thank God. Right? You know, like the things that really kept you up at night earlier on do, you know, like childbirth. Um, <laughs> you know, um, it... it Speaking for yourself, kids are mints, you know, so speak for yourself. You yeah. know. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, I mean, obviously we're doing this over Zoom. Chuck's stuck in his fucking Bushwick dungeon. Uh, you know, no natural light. Chuck, do you have a window in your place? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just got even darker. There's some way it's down. like, it's still very bright out and you are on a pitch black screen right now. So no, there's a, a big concerned. tree. There's a big tree in front of my window. There's a big tree in front of my window. Look at that shit. Anyway, oh, great know, windows right? there, James. I gotta say, thank you, thank you. You know, can we gonna, get a can we get a house tour? I'm gonna I'm in a new construction. Um, it is very cheaply made and falling <laughs> apart. Um, but no, Andrew. So obviously we're in quarantine right now. Let's just say that like, you know, Trump dies, Pence dies, the fucking vaccine, Fauci comes through with the vaccine tomorrow. Everyone gets it. What's the first thing you're doing? Everyone As a gets resident, of, resident of Queens, resident of New York a business, a small business owner, what's the first thing you're doing tomorrow if, if COVID just ends? First day out. Um, I am going to go to um, a restaurant and eat safely. I won't eat at a restaurant right now. It's just, I don't think it's responsible. Um, and For and the for the server or for yourself or both? For, for everybody. It's just, I mean, like, look, I understand that that restaurants need to stay open, but the but the restaurant owners that are fighting to to keep serving and whatnot are usually not the people that are out there um, yeah, asked, shielded up. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people read. There's a, there was an article on Eater recently. Um, oh, the, by the main like food critic, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I just like I felt that I ate out once, and it just I felt gross. So um, not like literally gross from COVID, but um, it just didn't feel it didn't feel right. Um, and shameful and so, stuff. No, so I, I mean, I would like to I would like to eat out. Um, and uh, and Do have, have a spot in mind. Yeah, I think uh, I think I would want to go back to my uh, my buddy's place, uh, Wild Air on the Lower East Side. Ooh, uh, big and, fucking uh, gas! They're doing uh, delivery. They um, are doing delivery. Um, I told my girlfriend that that's so she's like gonna you know order a meal. Like I told her that's what I want to order from or uh, Contra actually. Mm-hmm. Same same owners. They have a they have a, a delivery service right now to try and get through um, to get through COVID. Um, we're actually, uh, putting out a t-shirt, a merch t-shirt, um, for them tomorrow, which is, Sick. uh, similar to the Mildred one that we did. Um, and we're, we're, we're putting all the money into their, uh, uh their, well, like, damn their, tomorrow, meaning like, the, when yeah, you it's already, it'll now, be already done. It'll be it'll done. Be sold at that out. Be a wrap. Hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, they, hopefully they're, uh, they're really good people. I mean, that's one place where I really started to discover natural wines. Um, I met them on the street when they were trying to get the uh, liquor license for, for Contra. I think it was seven years ago. They were just trying to get signatures. Um, yeah. And it just turned out that they, they ended up opening up one of the best restaurants in the city. Um, yeah. Their shit, their, their, nat, their natty selection is pretty next level. Please. It's definitely like an educational experience. Um, through all this, Andrew, like, you know, obviously you've been educating your parents, you've been kind of running a business and expanding it at the same time. Like, have you self-improved at all as the self-edged Lord? Have you kind of self-improved? Like how, what have you done for yourself besides traveling across state lines to get a haircut? How have you self-improved? 
I have uh, started therapy. How about that? Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Go off, King. Hell, yeah. big. that's big for an Asian man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, we, this is just beginning stages, right? So they're, you're just kind of getting a lay of the land. Um, but it's been something I was, I, I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, and I, am, I have the time for it right now. Um, we can afford it. Um, and, you know, I, I felt like I was wasting time if I didn't. Um, so I'm trying to, trying to learn about myself a little more and, uh, be a better husband, be a better dad, um, be a better guy to work with. Um, and, uh, so far he's been focusing a lot on vulnerability, which is something that we don't really do here on throwing fits. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) We do now, bitch. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's something that I've been thinking about. Just like, you know, what, what is, what does it look like to, you know, um, to, to, to take a risk and let people know how you actually feel without covering it up under uh, a mask of toxic masculinity. Right. That's great, same, man. Good same, for bro. you. <laughs> Good for you, dude. I was having a, a conversation about therapy with a friend of the pod, a friend of 316, Nicholas Lazaro. Shout out Nico. Hey, what uh, up, Nico? Yeah, Nico told me, and I think he would be totally fine with me saying this because he's saying kind of like what you're saying, where it's like, hey, you got to get over it and try it and, and just see it for yourself. Uh, and I think that personally speaking, as somebody who has the heart for me, the hardest thing to do is, is to take that first step. Everything that I'm hearing is I, I think that this is all great for anyone to hear because the, the, the feedback and the reviews on therapy apparently are fucking stellar. Who would have thunk it? You know what I'm saying? So again, if you're scared at home, we got your back, bro. Yeah, no, you know? if, if therapy had a Patreon, I mean, I would definitely, uh, you know, contribute to it. Yeah, that shit would be, you got a pledge by the hour when it comes. They definitely got five-star reviews on iTunes. Um, (laughs) What about, I mean, that's amazing, Andrew, that you're like, you know, kind of turning introspective and and putting the lens on yourself in order to become a better person to the external factors in your life. What about, what trash behavior are you exhibiting? Well, um, I, ooh, trash behavior. Yeah. Let's, Um, let's, Let's role play some therapy right now. I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I didn't drink for the first month of COVID. Um, it was just, I was wow. in a hole. And I know that people were probably drinking extra the first month, but I just, I was, Every day. yeah, I was, <laughs> I was really bummed. I was worried about, uh, our country. I was worried about not getting sick. I was, you know, worried about our business. Um, so I was, I just, I didn't want to do anything. And so you didn't drink. Yeah. With all that. Weird. Yeah, wow. all right. I didn't drink and I had, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I had no interest. Um, I was just probably- You edged, you edged out. You edged, so, but but we're, talk, we're talking trash behavior. So, okay, so that first month passes, then what? Uh, yeah, I got over that. So, so we're good now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I made, I made some, I made some, I made some wine runs. Um, uh, my wife's been pouring a drink at like 4.30 p.m. every day. Um, <laughs> it's summer, baby. Know, it's yeah. summer somewhere. It's fine. It's fine. You know, and, and I think, yeah, there's, there's, there's been no like reckless, reckless behavior, but it's been good. I don't know. Like, has, have you guys ever thought about how this will never happen again? You know, this, I, hope I mean, so. if we're yeah, lucky, hopefully not, yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. but, um, but yeah, like this, this kind of time that you have to yourself, sure. like that, that, that will never ever happen again. And for I us, believe- like, Chuck, Chuck, what is it? Every day is a three-day weekend. What is the what is that shit? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's Chuck's next tattoo. Cheers. Um, <laughs> Cheers, bro. 
All right, Andrew, brother. Andrew, final question of the ourselves uh, topic of the podcast, which is the 18 million listening at home. A lot of them are just dipping their toe into, I don't know, just like the John's world. So what's the first piece of advice you give to someone that's looking to like level up their style, whether they're just getting into it, whether they're looking to, you know, go from like stage one to stage two, what's the first foundational piece of advice you would give? Um, well, I guess I, you got to take this with a grain of salt because we don't know how safe it is to be shopping in person right now. Sure. But yes. I would always recommend shopping in person um, and, 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 and talking to somebody who's at the store and again, showing some vulnerability here and letting them know, like, I would like to, I'm, I'm looking to, you know, improve this or, or try this. And, and like people who work in shops are, that, that's their job is to, you know, help, help you figure out what looks good on you and makes you feel good. And if they don't, if they are not paying any attention, then they are not good at their jobs and you keep it moving and you go somewhere else where, where, where you actually are, are taken care of. Um, I, I mean, like, I think the, the biggest, uh, step that all of us have to, to go through is just like demystifying it. It's like, if you can talk, if you can meet a sales associate who talks to you like anybody else, um, and, and can make it easy for you, then it's actually a very enjoyable experience. Um, and then you, you develop a relationship, you go back and you're like, this worked for me. I like this. Um, what should I check out next? Um, it's not unlike going to a record store and and, then telling them that, you know, I just listened to this, you know, where should I go next? Um, or a wine store or a wine store. Exactly. You do it there. Just be like, these are the last three bottles I bought. This one slapped. This one was terrible. (laughs) Um, and then like, what should I try? You know, um, or this is what I'm going to eat it with. How, how, right. how is it any different? So Yeah. You got to know what questions. You got to know thyself, right? This is all a part of self-discovery, right? You know, yeah. that's how... Self-actualization. That's, yeah. Betterment, actualization, you know, all the fucking... Every one of Maslow's needs, every hierarchy. We're fucking yeah. checking them off. Fucking, you know, I was going to say brick by brick, but we <laughs> cloud to, to Barstow's parts. I, don't, I right. mean, yeah. No, go ahead. Let's go. Let's wrap up the whole section. We're done talking about me and Lawrence. The whole ourselves part is over. Let's get into the second topic of this podcast, which used to be a very gauche topic, but in this day and age, is actually very important to talk about, which is salary transparency. Mm. We want to we want radical to strip, salary. We want to strip the taboo uh, sticker off money and mm-hmm. talk about money. So, Andrew, how much money do you make? So. Let me ask you guys this. How often has this question actually worked on this podcast, in the history of this podcast? Three times, twice, three yeah, times? Our, 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 we're, yeah, three out of, I don't know what the New Yorker said, uh, hundreds yeah. of thousands of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that recently it's been, well, here's the thing, right? Let's be real, Andrew. We don't, listen, James and I bleeped out our own fucking, yeah. we also read our checking account numbers behind the paywall. It was gauche and embarrassing and we all felt, Talk about shameful shit. Yeah. God damn. It was maybe the lowest that we've been uh, since Quar, which is saying something. Maybe you could just generally speak to what, what is it financially like to be somebody who works for themselves, you know, who has, who is responsible for a lot of people, you know, it, it, yeah. how, how do you, how do you fucking do that? You know, what is that like? I mean, early on when, uh, I think my, my wife and I were married for a year when I decided to quit my job and, and really uh, take away any dreams that she had of, of <laughs> <laughs> it's like surprise. Um, yeah. Yeah. And she's I like, told oh, her, she's like, Oh fuck. What's that? What's the, what's the contract say? <laughs> <laughs> Sound familiar? 
Yeah. Um, Ooh. Yep. Um, <laughs> we, yeah. I, I asked her like, I, I really, I really want to give this a shot. And I, you know, I was traveling for consulting and I hated that. I was away from home for the first year of my marriage. Um, and I was just like, this, this is, yeah, this is, this is, uh, something I want to, I want to try. And, and, and we agreed that I would go a year and not earn any money. Um, and it took three and a half years. Um, so if you want to ask like how it, how it, how it, you know, how it feels, it was not fun then. Um, it's not fun to, um, not feel like you're contributing to your family. Um, it's just like one of those things where you're supposed to be like, Oh, it's a, you know, it's a new world. You know, I can have, you know, a wife that pays for everything. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I wanted to, you know, I want to pull my weight too. Um, so that wasn't fun. Um, I wish that I had, you know, made the decision to take a paycheck earlier, even if it was difficult to do. I think anybody who is, um, starting a business that's actually viable, that's really making some kind of money, you should, even if it's just like 50 bucks a week, a hundred bucks a week, you had to, you had to do something. Right. Um, and you have to let the business get accustomed to you earning money because, um, any business where the, the, the owners aren't getting paid is not a viable business. Like you're no. getting free labor, the slippery um, slope dog. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you just feel guilty over time. Like even when I, when, when, when we finally first decided for me to take a paycheck, I was like, I don't know if we can sustain this. This is not really right. good. Um, but we never missed a paycheck, you know, like it's, Hell yeah. then it's been, it's been, it's been good. And so like for us, I, I talked before about like us not needing to be big. And so we don't have to look at other brands and like what their flash in the pan moment is and how much money they can make. Um, any motivation we have to get bigger is to, um, is to look out for, for the guys, um, and make sure that they can stick around. If, the, if you want to be here, I want to make sure that this is a place that you can be at, um, and that you can move into new life stages. And, um, and, and if you're still having fun and you still like what we're doing, then, uh, you know, I want to make sure that that money is not, um, a barrier, you know, are we 100% there yet? Yeah. I don't think so, but we're trying, you know? Um, and then, you know, the other thing is like, like we're all looking at right now is like, um, the more that you can do, um, the more loyal customers you can earn, the more Patreon, you know, um, listeners that you can accumulate, um, the stronger your voices, and then you can use it to do things. Um, so those are the things that I think motivate Johan and I, um, for growth, not just for the sake of growth or that, you know, we need another car or whatever. I mean, that's all, that's all very, that's all very smart. That's all very, yeah, no, that's all very smart and very like honorable, but if you're not going to have the cojones to tell us how much money you make, Andrew, or <laughs> why don't you tell us like how much money, how much money would you like to make? If you, if you could put a, you know, uh, if you had a goal where it's like, all right, if we top out here, I'm good. I don't need to make any more. I wouldn't want to make any less. Like what would that number be to kind of sustain whatever lifestyle it is that you want to live? I'm already there. We're good. Ooh, right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Famous yeah. last words, dog. See you later. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I, then I tell us. It, tell us this though. Then what do you like to like? What do you like to spend? Your, what do you like to spend your money on? Yeah. Typically? Um. Oh, are we are we talking about COVID cops? We could do that. Um. We're talking COVID cops. We're talking you know kids haircuts across state lines. Yes. Um. But yeah. No. Like typically, is it food? Is it travel? Yeah. Is it John's? Is it your own business? Like, what do you what do you like to kind of direct your funds towards? Um. I am personally not in a post sneaker world, so I still like buying sneakers. I like buying shoes, but you got uh, Chuck's attention. Finally, <laughs> someone um, bought a watch, um, which, yeah. which kind of which kind of seems ignorant in the middle of uh, in the middle of uh, quarantine. Um, but that was actually trash behavior on my part. I, I have right. to I have to find the watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah. What did, what else did I buy? I bought, I bought some, uh, bought some shoes. I tried to like, really, I really tried to, to buy from, from friends businesses. Um, and, and like, if it's something that supporting the amount of money that yeah. I don't really need to think about, um, and it's not going to break us, then, you know, um, just, uh, the homie Brian at, at wooden sleepers, um, yeah. I, bought, so I bought, I bought an expensive pair of, you know, uh, vintage HBT pants that were, that were super cool. Um, right when, right when COVID hit and, and I was happy to do it. Um, and I knew that it made a difference to him. Um, some friends told me about a coffee roaster in Atlanta, portrait coffee, the black owned. Um, and I've been just like buying it and sending, sending bags to friends. Um, Dude, someone on our discord today was like, Hey, what coffee should I get? And someone else was like, Hey, this is like what Andrew Chen just copped. Ooh, like, coffee influencer, like, bro. Yeah, for real. A beeman. Wow. A beeman. <laughs> Yo, I would like to, I would like I'm to on. I'm on Flow Team already. They sent me. A, they sent me a bag of their their newest roast. That's that's ju- that just came out. Okay, so, well, don't flex you know. too hard. Okay, chill. All I right. got a twelve dollar bag of beans for free. Um, but thank you, Portrait. Um, but it counts. But I do want to say shout out one time, Brian Davis, WoodenSleepers.com. I would imagine. Yo, mm-hmm. onwards and upwards to that guy. Fucking legend. One of the best vintage fucking eyes in the game. Great store. The next one's going to be even better. Uh, support him like Andrew did right now online. Cop some shit. And then sir, afterwards, you know. All right, Andrew. Let's move on to the third and final topic of this podcast, which is... Beats and cheeks. Uh, we did it with dead ass. Um, you know, sucking and fucking... We want to know, you are a confirmed two-time sex haver. You have two kids. You've had sex at least twice. At least twice. <laughs> What's the worst part about having kids? Okay. Um, I think the worst part about having kids is how they reveal like your worst part of yourself. Um, it, it, it just shows you what kind of trash individual you are because they're, they're expand, expand on that. <laughs> I don't know. They're just like, they're young, they're earnest. They just want to be around you. Like it's, it's amazing. Um, but, um, we have jobs and we have things that we want to do. And sometimes you just get in this space where you're like, why can't I just do how I did before? Um, why do I have to be at the beck and call and the whim of these, um, two individuals that would die if I didn't, you know, um, exist at this moment. Um, but that is like what you got into, right? I mean, and, and, and the, the rewards far outpace any of that, but there are times where, where you, you, you catch yourself thinking that way or acting that way. Um, and, and it, and it's a bummer to, to realize your, your selfishness, but maybe it's a good thing too. I mean, it's, it's almost like a, a check, um, that you wouldn't, that you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, you know, obviously parenting is not for everybody. I get that. I mean, the whole pod agrees that kids are mids. Yeah. Um, even though three quarters Facts. of the core four are uh, currently wifed up. However, our resident single man, chef down here, he's slowly getting inked up. I don't know if you can like kind of see the, the I shit see on it. the forearm. That's awesome. Yeah. What, I mean, you're, you're fucking yatted, you know, head to toe. Big I imagine. Um, Big so my question uh, is... <clears throat> My question is, uh, you know, what should his next tattoo be if we're trying to up his sexiness from currently at the ten that it's at to eleven? Wow! All right. Also, well, let's wait. Also, like, let's walk through the situation currently. Let me see what you got. Where do where do you where do you go to? I'm curious. I go. So I've gotten all most of mine at New York Hardcore on nice. on Stan Street. Um, my guy Sweetie, my guy Sweetie, there is the man. Sweetie. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I've got, I've, so like I had, I, I have plans for this arm. So it's like, it's not like fully, it's not fully done yet. But, um, so I've got a, I've got a rose here that my best friend in high school did for me. That's the only one that, that, that I've done. That's like, that hasn't been in New York. I've got like a woman's, a woman's hand, like crossing her, crossing her fingers right there. I got some dice. I got, um, uh, so, you know, my, my lucky number 16 right here. I have a strokes is this it tattoo. I've got, and then I've got, I've got plans for a bunch more, um, on my, on my right arm. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm, I'm very much into the Americana, like, sailor, sailor style. And but I do, I, what's up? Let's just keep in mind that the question is to up his sexiness levels with True, the yeah. opposite. Well, I, is that, so, right so now. now Andrew knows where Chef stands yeah. with his yeah. strokes tattoo. Yeah. So where does he Yo. go? <laughs> Yo, one of my friends um, who's a tattoo artist said, do not trust anybody with all good tattoos. You got to have Really? It. Yeah, you gotta have a couple like poor choices. Not all, yes. choices, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm at, I'm at chef of seven of the seven that I have. I think I'm at like uh, like maybe like thirty percent of them are bad. Uh, <laughs> right, well, there's time uh, to write the ship, you know. The, yeah, the strokes, no, so we just we just gotta up, the, we gotta up the quantity so the so the percentage gets smaller. Uh, the strokes tattoo, much like New York City cops, it's not that smart. I would, I would say, um, you should just, I don't know. It's like, like John's, right. You should be a student of, of, of what you like and, 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 and take time to figure out. Um, it's, it's definitely more commitment than, than buying a pair of shoes. Um, it's hard to say like where to go. There's obviously like top tier shops and you're, you're in New York city. You've got the best shops in the world here. Um, so there's no lack of good artists. Um, you have to dial into like the style that you like. So if you know that you like classic Americana, there are excellent, excellent shops here. Um, what I like to do is I'll go to uh, a shop and I'll have an idea of what I want, but I'll tell the artist, just like, do what you want to do. In fact, I, I, I'll tell them like, pick a place to put it on to. Um, I find what? that, yeah, I find that like, if they're excited about it, they'll do much better work because think about it. If you were a tattoo artist and you went in there and you're like, I would like, um, uh, an airbrushed portrait style. Um, they don't do that, right? That's just not the key. <laughs> That'd be cool, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, depending on the artist, they could turn it down because they're just like, that's not that's not me. Um, or maybe they'll do it and they'll be bummed and you don't want to catch an artist when they're not at their best. Um, so, you know, that's you could true. just walk in, have a couple of different things. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, come up with something super conceptual here because usually when you, you come up with one of those ideas, it's a bad tattoo. Um, <laughs> flip through the feed, just be like, I like this and this. What do you think? Um, where should I get it? Like I kind of want it on this arm. Where should I get it? And then what's Andrew, yeah. what's your, what's your worst tattoo? Yeah. Um, I mean, subject- you do, you do right away. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love this tattoo, but it doesn't fit in with the rest of my tattoos and thematically. Well, I just, I, there is no theme. There's no theme here. Um, but I love it and it's not a worse tattoo. Technically it's a very strong sound tattoo. It's just the one that people laugh at when they see, um, which was the idea. Um, this little coffee cup here. Oh yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, it's like the, it's like the Kool-Aid. It's like the yeah. Kool-Aid guy, but Damn it. that's coffee. what everyone says. That's what the, when I came home, my wife's like, cool, you got the Kool-Aid <laughs> man. Like, it's not the Kool-Aid man. Um, 
It is a little. Oh cup yeah! Cup. Let me uh, get a cup of yeah, Joe yeah, for the yeah. coffee cup, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was on a on a, on a flathead T-shirt, um, and I brought it to Akira Latanzio. Shout out Akira. He's at a um, Rose um, in in uh, Greenpoint. He's amazing. I have a couple by him, um, and I told him like I want this little coffee guy, um, and I want to I want to laugh when I see him. And I told him to put it here, and he's like, "Yo, I don't know if you want to look at that guy all the time." <laughs> So he kind of stashed him back here. So every once in a while, I'll just kind of look yeah. at him. It's not, it's a, it's like, it's a very, very well done tattoo. I just, uh, I don't know. I like don't, it, but I wouldn't want to look at it every day. Right here. Um, so that my wife would have to look at it every day. Like that was, <laughs> would you ever get a four pin tattoo? Like on your wrist say, <laughs> I, who, who does that? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that's why Chuck didn't get the job by the way. <laughs> I'm told uh, I have a 10% discount at Self-Edge because I have that. Really? I haven't redeemed it, but that's what Kaya said. Shout out to Kaya. All right. Well, speaking of Chuck, we want to turn it over to Chuck and Chef because yes. they do have their fan bases um, who are ready to stand up for them. The we want to turn it over to them in 60 seconds of thirst where, Andrew, they're going to pitch you on anything, ask you any question. Uh, you know, you were just talking to Chef for a minute, so why don't we go straight to Chuck? Uh, Andrew, I don't know if it was your first logo, but like the logo that you guys had when I discovered the brand was like a very cool, like script logo. Mm -hmm. And then you recently rebranded it to a different logo, which like, it took me a while, but like, I, I like it a lot. And now you started, uh, throwing it on, on clothes more. Um, I think like recently, right? Like this, this year, um, yeah. What what made you why the decision to rebrand and and why like why did you land up in that one? Um, I think it started from a practicality standpoint. Um, Johan and I were working on a new website, and our graphic designer was like, "Yo, just so you know, this signature logo, which is what we called it all this time, it was like a calligraphic signature logo. It doesn't scale very well. It doesn't shrink down, and you start losing detail. It's hard to see. It's hard to print." Um, and then we just started thinking about it. We're like, this logo has carried us through, you know, mo like the entire brand's history at this point. Um, and the best of times, the worst of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like I still look at it and it still feels like the, the hardest thing about going through a rebrand is that when, when, when they show you something else, it could be great, but it just doesn't feel like your logo for a long time. Um, so when we launched it in January, which feels like an eternity ago at this point, <laughs> Um, it, it was still, it was like a year's worth of work up until that point. Um, Damn. so, you know, we, we just wanted something that was a little bit more clean and modern, um, easier to read. Um, you know, it, it, it just, something that matched up with our, our design sensibilities. Um, from the beginning, a lot of what we did was kind of piecemeal. Like we weren't trained in this. Neither of us are graphic designers. Neither of us are fashion designers, you know, as far as being trained and going to school for it. So we would depend on, friends to help us here and there. And so there was no like consistent design uh, standard that we followed all the way throughout. Like if you launched a, 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 you know, a brand today and you had some money behind you, you would hire an agency and they would lay everything out for you. Um, and uh, we never really had that. So this was our chance to um, go back to the drawing board and do it all from scratch and develop a system. Um, and uh, yeah, we were really wowed by it because we'd never gone through that process before. They took time to understand, you know, what we were into, what we were trying to achieve. Um, this is what, what big money gets you. I was going to say, imagine you didn't have a year to do that. Imagine you had say, I don't know, when did we get officially canceled off Barstool? And when did we launch Throne? Imagine you had two weeks. Yeah. No, one week. One week. Imagine you had 
how many hours is that? <laughs> you know, like, you know what? You guys pivoted admirably. I um, mean, the logo is exactly the same. So you know, we also didn't have to work. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell Barstool Corporate. <laughs> don't tell El Presidente. Um. All right, Chef. Thanks, thank Chuck. You, thank you, Chuck. Chef. Thirty Chuck, seconds of first. Yeah. Actually, um, chef, chef Hive is now the most active Hive. Chef Hive. Oh, well, this is up. not a. This is not a. Uh, dude, yeah, I don't, It's not. It's, it's just yeah. you know. It's 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 ebbs and flow. And right so now, Hive and then Jeff what's is we fucking got, flowing? Chuck Hive. They're both hives. They're uh, both because we've got we've got we've got, fans, we've got fans monsters. of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck has a. Chuck has twelve. Chuck has. Chuck has 12 people watching his Twitch stream. Yeah. Some like <laughs> nine year old kid. Big like, mother chunkers. <laughs> Yo, I don't know. Do you want to tell, do you want to tell the story about the, the, the child saying big gas slapper my G on stream? Or do you want to save that? Or do you want to just talk about, do you want to plug your stream Chuck? Or do you want to save it for another time? I'll save it for another time, but throwing Fitz pot on Twitch um, <laughs> every single night, all night long. <laughs> Literally, literally. <laughs> My man's fucking Da Vinci sleep cycling so he could twitch yeah. more. We need, to, we, need, we need to pay for his LASIK surgery. <laughs> Jeff, what's well, good? Jeff yeah. Hive? Um, Andrew, you, you kind of talked about your relationship with your parents a little bit. I know it was like in, a, in different contexts about like race relations and stuff like that. But it seems like, you know, I that kind of like that point about like having those conversations with them really resonated with me. Cause I also have immigrant parents that came to the United States with, with nothing. I was already, I was already a child too. You know, I kind of like saw them, you know, go from where they were to where they are, where they're at now. Mm-hmm. Slightly different question though. When you decided to leave your, you know, quote unquote stable job in it to pursue this, you know, like three sixteen and everything else, you were you were an adult. You make your own decisions. But how how did you have that conversation with them? And how did you sort of you know like break it to them that this is like your passion and this is what you want to do? How did you take that leap of faith? I guess. Um, first of all, um, I'm not really sure if I'm I'm an adult in their eyes yet. <laughs> um, honestly, but um, I, I I had my doubts. I was worried. Um, I think that when I first told them that I wanted to quit and uh, and work on 316 full time. Um, they were like, oh, yeah, that's great. Um, but in the back of their minds, they probably thought that it was just like a little excursion. And then I would come back and, you know, do a regular job. Um, but um, it actually worked um, <laughs> to everyone's surprise. In your fucking face, mom <laughs> <Yeah>. and dad. <laughs> hey, mom and dad. Um, Eat my ass, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually showed more trust than I expected. And, and I think that that's one thing that I have to hang on to when it, when it comes to race relations and understanding stuff like that is like, you got to hope that they, they were patient with you. You got to be patient with them, right? Absolutely. That's um, this is a reality. You guys are younger than me. Um, but at a certain point, you're going to realize that your parents are just getting older. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. you're going to have to yeah. be patient with them. Like things that, you know, uh, were easy to talk about are going to get difficult to talk about. And I'm, I'm kind of starting to go through that with them now. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I just, I would hold on to hope, you know, you, you have to, you have to let them know that this is what you're passionate about. That is not a phase or whatever. Um, and, and, uh, just see where, see where it goes. I think if you're working hard and you show that you're taking steps towards it, um, it's different than if you're like 14, you know, and you want to <laughs> run away and do something. Um, yeah, our, it's not I, just, I it's not just Eminem, mom. Yeah. It's a career. 
<laughs> yeah, they surprised me with 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 the the level of trust they were they were able to to put forward. I mean, they were probably freaking out inside, um, but uh, it, it worked out all right. Chef, does this inspire you to uh, tell your parents that you're working on a podcast? Yeah, I'm quitting. Admin? I'm quitting my I'm quitting my <laughs> advertising job to produce a pod full time for sure. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Are you? Is that is that I, you that wasn't that wasn't. No, was it, like, that wasn't you sarcastic. Of, you have the luxury of, of of doing both right now. You know, you have a steady check, yeah. and and you can you have time to work on the podcast. You can't afford his ass. That's really what it comes down yeah. to. It's just not possible. No, I mean that's what it is. I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a completely different conversation. But I mean, I don't know. I'm lucky, I'm lucky to have parents. I'm lucky to have parents that support me in both of my endeavors right now, and I think they see like why I love like both of the things that I do. But at some point, you know, like if this thing goes the way that it's that we want that we all want it to go that conversation is going to have to happen. And obviously like it's, it's a much bigger uh, jump to be like, I'm going to do this thing with like three of my friends. Versus, All right. Well, uh, you know, I'm going to yeah. listen. Un- unlike the, unlike the immigrant parents of chef and Chuck, we're going to explicitly say that we love you guys and that yes, we're proud absolutely. of you. Wow. And thank you for that very uh, moving 60 seconds of thirst. Yeah. We are now going to move into <laughs> fuck with not fuck with the working title. My friends. still working title. Andrew, you are clearly a very tasteful guy. I mean, the, the art behind you speaks for itself. Um, you run one of the best brands in New York, if not, you know, arguably the world. So we want to know, we're going to throw some categories at you and we want to know what you're fucking with, what you're not fucking with within those categories. First up, obviously, brands. What brands are you fucking with? You're not allowed to say 316. Let's put some other brands on the fucking pedestal. Who are you fucking with? Um, good Art Hollywood. Good art Hollywood. Yep. Mm. I got, um, I was not a jewelry guy until we started carrying them at self edge. Um, I just, I don't know. I felt, I felt like it was a lot. Um, and then when I met Josh Warner, the guy who, uh, who owns and runs it. Um, and I, and I saw that the reason that Kia backs good art is because the level of detail that he puts into it is at the level of all the jeans that we carry. It's Chrome. It's Chrome. Like, it's a, it's like, oh man, damn it. What, what Chuck? I was gonna say. I was gonna say. It's, it, I was gonna say. It's tasty Chrome Hearts. It's right. It's 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 insane, is what it is. Um, he uh, it's all made under one roof, so he manages all the production. He has his own foundry in Los Angeles, um, which is which is crazy. Um, and then the details that he puts into it, like this bracelet here, no one sees the spring inside it. So this is the clasp, right? Like right. That. Woo. Oh wow, that's bouncy, dude. Yeah. And then, and then the spring inside that holds this clasp together, nobody wow. sees it, but he makes the spring out of sterling silver. Um, what? And so he's this just like making his own springs. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, um, and, and, and just a like very really thoughtful the way that, that, the, that his work is. Um, and he's just a crazy guy. He actually makes fun and wacky stuff out of sterling silver just to make a luxe version of it, to, to do it. Like he's got like caps for your chapstick or whatever. Just, wow, what? damn. Mm-hmm. He, he's freaked, he's freaked some Burks, right? Oh yeah, I got I got a I got a pair of um of uh Burks with the uh with, with the sterling silver buckles on them. Wow! Ooh. Like yeah, you can't really see from afar, but they're just like a little. So then, so then let's get right into it. You know, let's talk about Chrome Hearts, man. What are your thoughts there? Because clearly, it took this guy to to get you to dip your toe. Though clearly, you dove head first because I'm seeing what two chains and then a thick ass <laughs> fucking yeah 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 yeah. You know, like what what is he? How do you? What is he doing? You said the level of craftsmanship. We talked about 
freaking ridiculous things, customizing the Burks. I'm hearing a lot of one for one with Chrome. What do you think about the kind of Chrome, you know, explosion? Because it's obviously been adjacent, at least correct me if I'm wrong, to the denim world, the biker world. It's been not around. with what we do, not with what we do. And, and I think that at Self Edge, it was a little jarring to see silver jewelry in the shop. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, once in a while, you've got a bro that comes in with like sure. some chunky leather, old thing. A, a, leather, yeah. a leather daddy. Right, right. <laughs> but by and large, I think a lot of our customers were, were like me um, and, and we didn't wear too maybe a ring here, you know, whatever, right. a, a chain there. Um, and, uh, I think that what's been fun about it is just showing people that they can wear stuff a little bit differently. Um, and so for Chrome, um, obviously what they do is, is crazy. You guys have visited their stores before, right? Yeah, you guys been to the one in, 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 in Tokyo where like no. all, all the cabinets, the hinges are all. Well, that's ev- I think that's in every store. Cause yeah. I've, I've only <clears> ever <throat> been to the, uh, well, I've been to New York, but the LA, um, flagship it's, I, that's the first time I ever, every piece of hardware is custom branded chrome it's insane right, right. It, it's wild um but at the same time you walk in there you're like this is not me at all right. right and 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 you just feel super disconnected from that and every person that you can imagine that would wear something like that um for me at least i, I think beyond the brand and how well it's made um i think the person behind it matters a lot um huh. and, and getting to know josh um and and the way that he operates uh, has been a lot of fun um, he's just got a really cool, he's got a really cool setup in LA. Um, he's it's got, expensive. What's that? It's not is it cheap. Like a, it's not cheap. <laughs> not cheap. All right. Um, if you have to, if you have to ask. Yeah. Well, you know, cause I was thinking about, yo, maybe like a little tasty, tasty pinky ring. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Like a little, like, get out here a little bit. For, so plus, like, what, what about, what about some bandana rhinestones? Yeah. Maybe can I, can I get a, can I get a chromed you out? Or it out, chromed out but, yeah. Okay. Some studs, some studs in the, in the bandana. We'll talk. I'll talk to you off mic, Andrew. We'll get um, Andrew, anyone else you're fucking with at the moment? Yeah. Um, I mentioned before the Vibrook slides. I love working with Vibrook. We get a chance to work with them on a bunch of different things um, throughout the you know, year. The Ropers, I peeped the Ropers on the site because I was like, Andrew's coming on. Let me refamiliarize myself because the vacation shirt really kind of really kicked me in the dick, as I like to say. The, the Roper is spicy, dude. Yeah, those are good. Um, they're, 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 they're really... Yeah, comfortable and easy to wear. Um, the, the the silhouette's just right. Um, what what we look at um, oftentimes is is how a product looks like you know a year or two down the line, not just <coughs> brand new. Um, and those boots like they break down really nice. Right. Um, so they they're they're fun to work with. They're a third generation boot maker in Canada. Um, Brett Viberg is like the great grandson. Um, and they used to make just logging boots up until that point. Yeah, he's like, why, yeah, why can't we take um, these old silhouettes and then put like super expensive guidi leathers on them, right. you know, or, 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 you know, Horween leathers on it. And then, you know, taking a different direction. He's got like really beautiful, like, and, and he doesn't, he doesn't let the customers dictate where, he, where the brand goes, which I really love. I think that's what a brand really should be is like, do you direct where it goes or do you listen to your customers and let your, you yeah. know, let them take you do, where they want you to go. Do you know the fucking Vibergs, bro? Do you, you know, you know, it doesn't, you know the fucking Vibergs. <laughs> there we go. I was waiting for it to, it doesn't uh, hit on zoom. Like you can hit in real life, Andrew, just trust me. <laughs> that was mine though. I'm taking that. I got it. I got it. Chuck, uh, Chuck tweet that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you know the Vibergs. You know the fucking Vibergs, bro. <laughs> oh man. Anyone uh, uh, besides one. that you're not fucking with? Um. Oh, I see. You you just pulled up a little like note sheet or something. Yeah, I was just, I was I was just like, did I? What did I? Did, what did I? 
What do I, what do I, who do I not? Who am Blastioli? Yeah. Are we, are we only talking about brands? brands. Uh, yeah. Anyone. Yeah, whatever. Who, honestly, dude, it doesn't. No one cares. Do whatever. Yeah, people, are, people are brands. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to gas up people that I like. Um, oh, shout out Spencer over uh, over at Mount Sunny. Um, he, was, he was employee number one. Um, Saeed shouted him out before he and his wife opened up a uh, a. Um, Bro, he sent me uh, these pills that I've been putting on my butt. I think that's how you're supposed to do them. <laughs> uh, lots of energy all day <laughs> and relief capsules. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they yeah they have a wellness facility in, in Arizona, and they they actually did it right. It's like cupping acupuncture. Um, Chuck and, knows. Uh, yeah, and yeah. then they make, and they make some uh, some cool clothes uh, as well. Um, bro, the merch the cool. merch hits so fire, bro. Really good. The, the hats, merch is. Bro, I need some corduroy caps, bro. For my let's get into lettuce. let's get into footwear real quick. So you mentioned the nine ninety V twos. What other sneakers or just general footwear are you fuck with at the moment? Um. I got a pair of uh, the Sale React 87s when they first came out. Shout out to the plug. Um, and they are still such good shoes. Um, that's just like, it reminds you of like what Nike can do. Sure. Uh, they, they're just like. They nailed all. that. The undercover collab's really good. I have a pair. Shout out my plug, Nick Schoenberger, friend of the podcast. Ex, Thank you, Nick. Uh, made, made, it out, made it out of the complex trenches. You know? <laughs> how, do you keep, how do you keep those clean though? Do they stay clean? It's um, like a plastic. Right. You just gotta. You, they gotta be in rotation. Yeah, they're they're definitely very very spicy, but I would fuck them up. I feel like it's coffee yeah. or whatever beer. Well, no, beer. it's like I don't think I think you could only fuck them the up same one. Like scratched them. It's uh the clear joint, like the see throughs. Yeah, I saw somebody mm. wear them with no socks underneath. And oh come on, ew, Bro, that must <laughs> have been like, dead feet inside. That was like fogged up like uh, when they bang in the Model T and Titanic or whatever the fuck. <laughs> That's like, are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> you can't go. You can't raw dog the reacts. You're crazy. No, we yeah. see it all. Shit got fucked. You got to kill Jun Takahashi. Jun Takahashi says, no, no, no. <laughs> um, if you had to do, I mean, I, we haven't found a appropriate replacement term for Mount Rushmore. Yeah, because that's done. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking Dunzo. Although, shout out National Treasure to Mount Great Sunny. Flick. Yeah, what's on your Mount Sunny? Top four. Yeah, yeah, we're we got four. Um, just what I've been wearing a lot. Um, I I I always have a pair of. I I wish they called it something else, but you know, James, you got a pair of Malibu sandals. Uh, yeah, love um, them. I got I got a a natural um, fake vegan veg tan one. Um, and then I picked up another another pair of like darker brown ones. They're just easy. They go with everything. Can uh, I just say real quick, Andrew, you're the f- you're the first person because Self Edge was very into like leather, uh, big leather daddies early on. And you advised me. You're like, hey, uh, get a. I suggest getting a leather, uh, sorry, a natural leather wallet because the oils from your hands as you handle it over the years will naturally dye it and fade it to like a darker leather. And unfortunately, I lost that shit on an airplane, and it was a nightmare <laughs> to deal with. But um, no, so like, I would, I always say, like, if you're gonna go uh, like a belt or a wallet or something that you're gonna like handle a lot, natural leather is the way to go, or even like on your feet. We uh, we have some really beautiful natural leather wallets that we're working on right now, um, and uh, and I'll uh, I'll slide one your way. Ooh, look at that, man! You love to you see know, that people helping people in real time. You love the fucking Vibergs. All right, so you <laughs> yeah. got the you got the Malibu sandals, you got the nine ninety V twos, you got the the what else is on the the Mount Sunny? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's just like if we're just talking like 
easy quarantine wear than than just some Boston's. You know, Ooh, sure. Just, if just, you could you only know. rock the one, nice out Boston. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The, the, okay. The, the good art, the good art Boston's. Damn, I feel Johan like went that's... crazy. He took his good art ones and then he uh, put them on a uh, on a uh, Gloxy cut Vibram sole. What? Yeah. So he who did that for him? Just some fucking cobbler. Oh, shout out, um, <laughs> shop goods and services around the corner from our LA store. Um, they do some really wild um, shoe hybrids. They'll take stuff Clearly. apart. Yeah, they'll make things. Um, I had um, right before quarantine, um, and I'm really upset that COVID took away all of my spring fits. Um, I had them resole a pair of uh, white Air Force Ones with the Christie sole on them and like a natural welt. Damn. Um, they came out really cool, um, but I haven't worn them once. Sure, right, right, right. I feel like you got to keep those on. You got to keep those on ice, dude. That's yeah. like too, yeah. um, you know, Optimus Prime only comes out when, when the planet is on the line. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he doesn't help you when your cat's stuck in a tree. I get it, bro. That's fair. Um, so, so, so that, so wait, what was the? But the spicy yeah. ones, not no, no pedestrian shit. You know, if you have the means to, you should start. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Three. Think oh and 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 reacts or you know there's I don't know there's there's plenty of other there's plenty of other shoes yeah it's like, all right let's get into a topic that is near and dear to your heart literally um, because <laughs> of cholesterol uh, yeah. you are a fucking foodsman a, a goddamn grill master uh, I feel like you know every other day you're fucking flipping birds chomping on steaks um, let's talk he's about been quarantine. grill pilled let's talk about quarantine meals wow yeah that's what cool. you've been fucking with. In quarantine. All right. Um, obviously, a lot of people have been baking bread, but I'm actually nice at it. Like, <laughs> Go off. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, I, bait, I started, you know, with the, a few loaves and they were, they were okay. <laughs> but this warmer weather, this humidity makes the, uh, the, the starter go crazy. Um, <laughs> but my last, like, my last three or four loaves have been hitting. Um, Do you, can, so, you make, like, can you make a bagel? The bagel turns out okay. It's just for some reason, like just <clears throat> the, the, the loaf of sourdough bread is. Uh, so that's your special lane. That's my lane, and Damn, I'm, I'm staying. So what do you? So you have all this delicious, warm, fragrant sourdough. What are we doing? Are we doing clam toast? Are we doing sandwiches? Like, what are we using the bread for? Yeah, so you know, we could do like a mussels marinara. Hell yes! You, you know, you've got that like toasted and butter, and you can just kind of dip it in there. Um, just it's a very very easy breakfast thing. You just put some butter and some like kosher salt or, sure. or maybe hummus and some salmon on it. It's good. Um, it's just, yeah. Like usually the, I'll, I bake two loaves at a time and the first one gets crushed um, the first day. Um, oh, and then, yeah. And then, and then the second one, you know, gets us through the rest of the week. Um, so bread has been something that is quite cliche, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud. Like it, it actually turns out pretty good. Um, my parents gave me an instant pot, um, which, oh, uh, shit. Really, really useful. Um, yeah. Like a pressure cooker for those who don't know what it is. Um, I, I use flow cookers. I use a sous vide um, a lot, but the, the instant pot is cool, especially if you need to cook down a soup. So, like the other day, went to Chinatown and we got um, a whole roast duck, and we got some uh, some uh, you know those flour mushu pancakes. We did Peking duck at home. Fire. Yeah, and so you just slice it up and use some hoisin sauce and some scallions, whatever. Um, but then you've got this whole you know duck bone and then i just chopped it up carrots celery um and then you just throw it in the instant pot for two two hours and then you've got like a soup that you would have had to cook all day for um, i use mine to make carnitas like it's, hey, it's carnitas is great we're making a lot of tacos too 
Yeah, I can't. I, that's the thing for me. Like, I can't. I couldn't recommend it more highly. I guess, like, our. I don't know. My parents. I think, or not my parents. Someone got it for us. It's on our wedding registry. How expensive are they? Are they like? Because you get different sizes. It's not. It's. I got. I got mine for sixty bucks on like yeah, it's worth Friday. It. Yeah, so. I highly recommend it. I feel like it's one of those things where, I don't. I mean, obviously, you just got yours, Andrew. But we didn't start really fucking with it till like Quar. You know. You know, maybe, maybe my wife made like hard boiled eggs or something with that. No, we're all cooking more. So, I mean, you're just trying different things. Um, Underrated the air fryer and the instant pot. I'm trying to think what, yeah. I mean, the air fryer, really another one, just fucking wings change the game, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What about, um, what about, you know, quarantine meals? I mean, obviously you talk about like the hype meals with like the sourdough, but anything you're not fucking with, with quarantine meals specifically. Just like I'm that I'm sick of making or something or what? Sick of Maybe. making over your kids obsessed with one thing that you have to continuously churn out. Yeah, no, they're like that's been one good thing is that we just try and do different things, and and one of them is more picky than the other. Um, but once you're locked in a routine of like things that you know, <laughs> like we've got like a, a nice rotation. Um, yeah, that's your least favorite for certain meals. Um, I, I did al pastor for the first time. That was Ooh. that was uh, involved. Did um, it hit? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It's obviously not like they do it on a spit, sure. right? So, but right. but we got the marinade right. We live right next to um to Elmhurst, um, and so there's a lot of like Hispanic markets there where you can get like really nice fresh tomatillos, and so I made some Fire. sauce. Um, I made yeah, I made chilaquiles. Um, Ooh, that was fun. Big hitter. Um, yeah, it's good. It's just like again, we're not going to have this this time again. So we've been yeah, we've been we've been real quick, up. Andrew. If you had to pick one kid. Over the other, which one would you pick? <laughs> yeah, which picky eater? Messed up. That is nothing <laughs> to ask. Um, if you, I mean, I mean, you know, sanitation days they have like large garbage pickup days. Like, which one would you put on the curb? <laughs> <laughs> number one or number two? I definitely understand um, my younger one a little bit more than my older one, but I just see that as a ch- I got to work harder uh, on the older. Fair one. Fair enough. Right. Up. Yeah. All right, Andrew, uh, Black Lives Matter or Black Lives Matter organizations. Which ones are you fucking with and which ones are you not fucking with? We'll start with the ones you're fucking with. Let's just big up the ones that you believe yeah. in real quick. What's your right. cause game right now? Communities for Police Reform, which on Instagram yes. is Change the NYPD. Um, I think that they're doing really, really good work. These are all like um, when we got together, Johan and I were, were trying to figure out like, okay, where do we, you know, where can we put our mon- money towards uh, on a consistent basis? Um, this is one that really stuck out to us because they um, they they advocate for community based programs. Um, we uh, we had also, we also working we, towards the police. So we had them in our um, initial kind of like roundup, you know, a few months ago. Because um, our boy Asher with the Big Hog was like, "Yes, these guys have been pushing this agenda for a while now, and it is like community refor- reformation. It's not like you know this." shit that's like popped up overnight. They've been doing this for a while and they like have their shit together. Um, Marshall project. Um, everybody should add that to their daily reading. Um, it is, uh, a, a, a nonprofit, um, journalism site that focuses on, uh, on policing, but also on mass incarceration. Um, and I think that's something that we all need to, to learn a lot more about. It's, uh, it's legalized yes, slavery. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and they, they do incredible work. It's like very well produced stories. Um, and then just in general, I just, I want all of us. I'm not saying like other people. I want all like all of us to keep our foot on the gas. That's just like, we have to, we have to do it. You have to make it a normal part of your day. It needs to be a normal part of your conversations of what you're thinking about. Um, because it is really, really easy, especially when COVID goes away 
um, and we're not um, super dialed in and, and, and life gets a little bit more back to normal, like it doesn't change for, for black people. Um, and so, you know, like it, we all have to keep learning. You, you got to keep reading. It's, it, it can't be something that, that that's of interest right now. So, I mean, right. yeah, there are, there are a lot of organizations out there. There are a lot of really, really good ones that are, that are doing important work. I mean, um, anytime you can support a bail fund, support a bail fund. And I think like, if, if that's hard to understand at first, you got to understand that, 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 uh, bail is an extremely cash bail is a very predatory process. Um, and if you've done nothing wrong and they arrest you anyways, they can keep you in jail if you don't have the money to put up for it. And it's not fair, you know, and someone who has legitimately broken the law can, can leave the next morning as long as they've got money to put up for it. Um, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, there's, there's a lot out there, but I, I just want to encourage everybody. Like if you felt moved and you, you know, you learned new things this past month or two, um, you got to just link up with friends that feel the same way. Cause like, you're going to lose, you're going to lose steam at some point. They're going to lose steam at some point. Um, and, and you have to, you got to keep going. Absolutely. Just foot on the gas. Yes. Friendship is a renewable resource. We've been talking about it a lot on the show. Lean into it. Fuel yourself. Fuel your boys, fuel exactly. your girls, fuel all your friends. Let's go, baby. Andrew, before we kick you out of this podcast with some constructive criticism, we want to play a little game with you, which is last John, next John. We want to know, as a Johnsman and a brand owner, what was the last John you copped at full retail? And what's the next John you got your eye on? First up, obviously, last John. What was the, fir- what was the last John you copped full price? No flow team, no friends and family. Go off, King. Um, well, out of the, out of the many, many, you know, uh, benefit tees that we all bought <laughs> in the past yes. month. Right. Um, uh, our, uh, our friend, uh, Cam Niederhauser, um, out in Kansas city. Um, he owns a shop that was called, uh, East and West Kansas city. Um, and he has, you know, rebranded and pivoted. Um, and it's now Guavel, which is his, uh, his mother's maiden name. Um, has a really, really beautiful, um, new logo. And, uh, I bought a shop tee because, um, I wanted to, to show support. Um, but yeah, before that I bought a bunch of, uh, a bunch of benefit tees. Um, I bought, um, coffee from portrait for friends. I bought, um, no, that was on sale. Um, (laughs) it counts. Yeah. I I bought, uh, I bought a pair of, uh, of, uh, of, of Viz shoes that, that did not fit at all. And Damn. Were Damn. Kind of so I will have to Flex. go to your former employer to, uh, to dump them, um, which, which <laughs> shall remain nameless. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The, the most expensive John that I bought at full price that I have not had a chance to wear was a, was a shirt from Bodie, um, right when they opened the shop. And I was just like, it was the winter time and I put it in the closet and I was like, when it gets warm, I'm going to wear it. And I damn disappointed. Uh, Chuck wants to know how, what do you think of the way that the store smelled? I didn't notice anything. Oh, I, I, it, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I noticed anything. We were there right when it opened up. It's uh, it's around the corner from our old spot. Wow. Did you, uh, did you crop dust it? <laughs> no, it's not. I just, it smelled, it smelled good. <laughs> <laughs> they did a great job with it. Um, Diptyque. Yeah. Yeah. What about, uh, what about, what about the next John Andrew? What's, what's next? Yeah. What's like even in, you know, a shopping cart right now, just sitting idly by. Mm, I don't have anything that I'm just sitting on that I, that I got to wait to buy. I bought, I bought some clothes for my wife. Nice. I love I love my wife. Yeah. Got her, uh, got her, uh, a black linen jumper from black crane. Um, I love that brand. 
Um, I love shopping for women's clothes. It's fun. Um, we also got a, we also got a, a bunch of stuff from Need Supply right before they announced that they were that they were uh, shutting operations down. Um, Yo, RIP, like big RIP, big rip. Toto too. Shout out the whole gang. Crazy, crazy time right now. I know it's a bummer, uh, bro. Like, that's something that we're we're really thinking about. Is just you know how do we you know as a smaller brand that doesn't have to make as many difficult decisions like how can we how can we stay nimble and and, and hang around um, because it's it's not easy and it's not going to get easier for the next year for sure. No, it's we'll not. fucking see. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is going to help you kind of survive your business, your marriage, whatever, but me and Lawrence, we want to offer up some mm-hmm. constructive criticism before we kick you out of here. Oh, I love it. Uh, you know, take it or leave it. Again, this is kind of like an outsider's perspective, but yeah. it's like from our brains, from our hearts, from even from our loins a little bit. Um, we just want to offer up some, some, some words of wisdom. Yeah. Right. From the only podcast that matters that we think will take three, six suggestions, self edge, Andrew Chen to the next fucking level. Uh, first up, it's going to come from me. Um, I know you guys aren't big in like influencer marketing, <laughs> but why don't you take all the money that you have, you know, uh, pigeon marked for the new store and everything and just take it out of there and just pivot towards influencer marketing. I'm talking TikTok, YouTube stars, have kids talk about 316, just 24-7, and just see your fucking profits skyrocket. Wow. That sounds awful. <laughs> All right. Take it or leave it. Take, take, take yeah, it I'm going to leave, leave that. I'm going to go oh, with the leave this that. Is, this is an extremely <laughs> scripted spitballing thing. Don't even worry about it. Um, listen, for my n- next piece of constructive criticism, listen, Andrew, now that I am a full-time retired professional podcast host mm. and brand consultant, a lot of brands have been rightfully so tapping me in to get like the kind of straightforward knowledge darts, take their brand to the next level, uh, Oshkosh Bagosh. Uh, Raytheon, Chuck E. Cheese, uh, Amazon, just to Discovery Zone, just to name a few, uh, to show you what Larry, and even really, if you want to not just pay me, you want to loop Ben James, the Throne Fits Creative Agency, LLC, what we can do for you. How about this, right? You make really good jeans. They're awesome. They're some of the best jeans in the world. Arguably, people would say top notch, bar none, but bad jeans are more popular. So if you pivoted to selling bad jeans, you could make more money. I so, think we didn't think about that. Yeah. Just, just again, that's the kind of <laughs> high level insight you could expect. I, I, I see the level you're operating at and, yeah. it, and it's, and it's a joke, but it's not a joke. It's 40 chess, I believe is what it's actually <laughs> yeah. called. <laughs> Galaxy. Man. I heard this man. Yeah. All right, Andrew, uh, here on this podcast, we had you on because like, it just makes sense. It's called synergy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we're all about synergy here. It's a real fucking term. It's mathematical. I think um, Albert Einstein and Jeffrey Epstein came up with it together. Um, three sixteen and Alan Dershowitz. Three sixteen, Stone Cold three sixteen, collaboration. Get the Stone Cold Steve Austin co-sign. Have him Ooh. fucking stunner your ass on live TV <laughs> in the blue jeans. Again, watch them profits skyrocket. Let's go. Yeah. Let's Don't call it all. wear. What jeans? Like Lee? Yeah, jorts? like some jorts? really bad washed jorts. Some 316 yeah. jorts? You, Yo, guys make jorts. you guys make jorts. <laughs> the signature selvage jorts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then speaking of, you know, you know, a nice little tush to put in some selvage denim jorts, you know, put that shit on a billboard. I mean, you're talking to arguably 
uh, four guys that have a podcast, uh, two of which uh, control all the purse strings. That would be me and James. So if you want to pay us to, to be in a lookbook, we can do that really easy. Mm. Yeah. The New Yorker called us average looking and slightly overweight. Well, one of us slightly overweight. <laughs> yeah. Shit. That was unnecessarily hard. No, wait, did he? I maybe just hunched up like the ground. No, he said he said hunched. He said hunched over. Didn't say overweight. I'm hunched. Well, listen, I'm also overweight now too. They don't tell you about that when you read the article, but (laughs) yeah, it was pre. It was pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Anyway, that's constructive criticism. So take it or leave it. Um, Andrew, last segment. uh, Just where can the kids follow you? Plug yourself. Plug others. Give us the outro of a lifetime. Go off, King. Yeah. Um, 316 on Instagram at it's the number three, the word 16 spelled out. I'm Andrew 316, um, Johan 316, um, and uh, you know, just uh, oh, flat file, it'll be sold out by the time this podcast comes out, but um, hopefully, um, at flat dot file, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's where to find it. And if you live in Arizona, Florida, Texas, Idaho, come through to the 316 flagship store opening. August 1, we hope. Uh, come cough on everything. Come <laughs> fucks with every. Come try on every John. Uh, you're more than welcome when you hear your family. <laughs> Andrew, thank you for coming on the only podcast that matters. Chef, I'm going to need you to hit that motherfucking outro music, right? Freddie Gibbs, maybe a little Scotty Beam. I don't know. Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, give him the Scotty Beam. Don't right? Say less. Yeah. The revolution is the genocide. Yeah. Your execution will be televised. Don't cross me like Isaiah, that shit be ill-advised. Dark horse, rap, black sheep, they got me vilified. Castrated niggas and they feelings on IG. Won't ever let this industry demasculinize me. I do murder bare face, don't need no mask to disguise me. Do my effing in the stash, I think them crackers behind me. Hey, he pulled me over, I asked him, yo, what's the problem, sir? I swear to duck the potholes, man, I had no option, sir. Just let me go, cause my license insurance proper, sir. I hate to be on the run for smoking the officer we was busting that police before queen and slim that's on the fin let off 50 shots of the squad car and get in the wind told the gary police in 05 that i got more guns than them get the feds if you want a war and they sent them bitches in the revolution is the genocide yeah my execution might be televised cross niggas like bubba chuck i never gave a fuck hook shot a hole like kareem but i never lead a bus sick with the acne and jack pouring three liters up it hurt to say i miss you the real ones always be leaving us caught up in the moment most niggas folding or freezing up sometimes it be your own damn home it's you to set jesus up yeah the revolution is just genocide. Made a sex tape with your bitch. That pussy televised. Thug nigga with some exotic dreams. Erotic dreams. Fucking hella thoughts, but I really want me a Scotty Beam. Shit was different when Mike left, and it was Scotty team. X won't take me back without me, the bitch when the guy to ring. The revolution is just genocide. Tell the hoe she don't know Ned. Trick daddy slip and slide. Yeah. Okay. Real five in my yayo. Subject to let a bitch know the line. Oh, dash yeah. order my 75. All the other Caprice, that is. Yeah. You need a dictionary when you write your raps Until the penitentiary just for a hundred seconds I had a vision back when I was fishing for a bass But they won't listen to you in your kitchen count cash I got the dollars, motherfucker, nigga, credit scope Big bag of chronic like I'm sacking up at Interscope My pistol polish